Another Digital Citizen Another Digital Citizen Another Digital Citizen Another Digital Citizen Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of another Digital Citizen. Now with more Luke and Fro. Hello, Luke. Hi, Fro. Hi, everybody. It's more. It's more of us. 30% more. Yeah. 30, 30, 30% more. I gained, I, weight, I gained sure? weight this week. Yeah, I, I ate a lot. <laughs> I just ate very, very much. It was the Super the Bowl. Week. All I did was just eat, and so I'm 30% bigger, both of us. Yeah. Should we talk two seconds about the Super Bowl? Might as well. Sports ball and yeah. everything. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, we watched it, as we usually do, you and me together. Yeah. Uh, this time we had Steve with us as well. Uh, it was a good Super Bowl. Very exciting. I think everything about it was better than like maybe the last three years. Uh, yeah, good at least exciting game as far as the score was close. That's all we really yep. care about. Uh, some good commercials comparatively to the years yep. before. The halftime show yep. was decent. It wasn't over the top, mm -hmm. ridiculous, or terrible. Um, so yeah, I score it a seven out of ten. Are we giving the uh, everything or the game or just everything together? <laughs> all, all together. Yeah, I agree with you then. I'll give it a 7 out of 10. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was. Uh, yeah. J-Lo and Shakira didn't take too much time and we didn't have any like crazy drops from the ceiling of the building or anything. It or just, any boobs just was coming out. The... We just had crotch right. shots. That was, that was the yeah. thing that got people mad. A like, lot. <laughs> a lot of car shots. There were some Chris, uh, Christian groups that were kind of like upset at that, but other than that, you yeah. know, nobody was really mad about it. Um, it okay. I even pointed out at the okay. time to Fro, it's like they practiced mm. this choreography for this halftime show probably for weeks. You know what I mean? And the cameramen oh. are definitely involved in the choreography, so they knew what they were shooting. It wasn't like it was a mistake uh, to make those shots. It was a stylistic choice i don't have a problem with it but you know christian groups uh you know how they are so look i'm very bad at keeping secrets from you <laughs> uh I yeah say. you're bad at keeping secrets in general fro to be honest <laughs> i have no clue what you, you you're talking about mm -hmm. uh mm -hmm. uh but i have kept the secret from you for almost <laughs> over a week now uh i've been to fiverr have you heard of fiverr five fiverr or fiber no fiverr right the website the v. right not fiber yeah, like in your cheerios okay yeah <laughs> right fiverr the the internet page yes uh i uh, wanted uh i i will read what i wrote to the individual uh, I want to thank my co-host Luke on our podcast for being uh, my rock and partner for over 200 shows. 
he's American and I'm Norway, uh, from Norway. My name is Fro, and I just wanted him to know I'm thankful for his help and support in our podcast. I would love if you maybe listen to one of our shows to get a better feeling of our chemistry together. And I want you to, uh, to write a song about how you can be there for someone who is not even in your country. Please ask me a question if you have it. I want more info. Okay. Uh, do I, um, well, is it $5? Because I know Fiverr, like, it used to just be everything's $5, but it's not anymore. Right. Uh, I, I paid a little extra. I paid a Fiverr uh, extra for uh, her singing. Okay. Because v- vocals I, were I, extra, right. Right. Vocals were extra, but other than that, I didn't pay anything. And uh, to be honest, I haven't listened to it yet. <laughs> So this is going to be a very new experience for both me and Luke. I have no clue if this worked or not. Okay. Hopefully I've got the volume yeah. right, because I, I haven't listened to it either, so I don't know where the volume level's at, so uh, hopefully this doesn't blow everybody's ear out. Or I, It's not going to blow anybody's ears out out there, because we throw everything through filters and everything to get rid of right. pops, but for me and Fro, hopefully it doesn't blow our ears out. Right. Are you ready? Yeah, go ahead. In three, two, one, play. That's actually quieter than I thought it was going to be. No matter if there's oceans between us, the seven seas will always come when we meet.
to do with me and you podcasting at all whatsoever except for she used the word upload at one point yeah yeah i, I feel like you may have gotten ripped off from yeah yeah it was a nice song i think she I just mean... took a song she already wrote and like changed a couple words to like mm, i don't know you know what i'm saying but i don't know right i look yeah. i looked yeah. up the name of the song and it doesn't exist so there you go. Right. Mm -hmm. At least it's that. <laughs> she's, she's like, let's take it from Justin Bieber. <laughs> right, I don't know. I don't think, yeah, we'd have to look it up, but hopefully it's not copyrighted. Well, it, no. yeah. it's her definitely singing uh, live, it, so I'm not worried about it yeah, too much. They, they are not allowed to, to use copyrighted music there, so. Right, exactly. Yeah, but yeah, no. For five bucks, I'm 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 satisfied. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'm not sure if if it had anything to do with us, but it was a nice song. So, <laughs> yeah. Why the heck? Not? Yeah, yeah. It, it sounded good. Good way to start the show today. Uh, mm -hmm. With all, everything that's been going on this week, it's nice to start out with something a little oh. mellow. Yeah. Yeah, because this. This week, I think you need to stop saying, I wish we had news, so we didn't really uh, need to look for news anymore. I think you should stop saying that on the podcast, because this week, the world said, fuck you, and gave us a bunch load of news, that's for sure. Yeah, I didn't really have to search around too much to find our news this week. <laughs> no. And to people that don't think we will cover Brexit or the uh, Iowa caucus, just relax. We will. <laughs> just just uh, a little uh, pre-thing that we um, when we were recording this at uh, 8.30 Norwegian time, uh, all the results has not came out yet. So For we're Iowa. not going to... For Iowa, right. So we're not going to cover that too much. Uh, well, we are we going to cover everything that happened, because 
Uh, there's a lot to right. talk about that doesn't have anything to do with the results. But right now, actually, as we're speaking, another 4% came in. Because it was 71, and right now I'm looking at it, it says 75. So it's very slowly trickling out right now. So that means <laughs> if you if you keep your eyes to the podcast, we will cover it in the Jeremy round at least. I think you mean your ears. We don't get right. What did I say? Your eyes. I guess you could oh, just sit yeah. there and watch, like, the timer go <laughs> by. Just watch the time code, and, like, when it gets down to, like, ten minutes in time code, you know we're about to talk about it. Uh, oh, sorry. But, yeah, that yeah, and, and uh, the impeachment. The impeachment's supposed to happen in an hour and a half. Right. Uh, we know what's going to happen. We said this last week. We already know what's going to happen. It's not really a, a surprise what's going to happen, but... We want to wait until yeah. it actually happens to cover it. Uh, but let's go into the Iowa Democratic Caucus really quick. Yeah, because what the literal fuck happened? <sighs> right, so we were supposed to get the results Monday. Uh, <laughs> and for some reason, yeah. it never... It, well, it hasn't really... The, the winner, we do not know who won the Iowa Democratic Caucus two days afterwards because of... Supposedly an app that was being used by the Iowa Democratic Party failed. Uh, what I'm to understand is it wasn't even a complete app. It was a beta tested app. Like they were using a beta version of the app for the actual election fro. <sighs> None of the people who were uh, putting information into this app had ever used the app before the day of the caucus. So like all the precinct captains who were supposed to be in uh who were supposed to be you know uh, knowing what was going on and counting all the votes and everything else that nobody had ever like trained them how to use the app they had never actually physically been on the app before the day of uh the app was this big secret because supposedly uh we had to keep it from the russians and so nobody knew who what app it was or who made it or any until the day of you know, because of Russians. It is so funny. I, I, I have to say, I have, I have, have seldomly watched a clusterfuck as big as this. It is incredibly embarrassing for uh, the Iowa caucus. I mean, in a way, but I feel like it wasn't even the Iowa Democratic <laughs> Party's fault because they outsourced this app to a third party, uh, this third party company. So but really, the still. the person who is, I mean, the fault for the mistake is with the third party company. The fault of the Iowa caucus is getting this third party company to do the app for them instead of just doing it themselves or doing something different uh, and then not having backup, like... The app, having a backup if the app failed. They should have, like... That's the weird part to me is they do have backups for that. They have uh, paper a paper trail, right, that they can just go back and look at the numbers, and they can go to each precinct captain and say, hey, what were your numbers? And they can tell them. So in all reality, we should already have the results, but we don't, Fro. It doesn't. It actually makes no sense for us not to have the results right now, because it's not California, it's not Texas, it's not a massive, just ridiculously large state. Uh, 
and it's a caucus, not a primary. So there is no reason we should not have 100% results right now. I, I just think I, I just think it, it is embarrassing. That's number one. Number two, I think the one that wins on this is Donald Trump. I think the winner of the Iowa caucus definitely was Donald Trump because this takes everything out of uh, the <laughs> collusion thing talk and things like that. Like people are laughing from other sides of the country, of the Democratic Party. This is not a good thing for the Democratic Party at all. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, there already was trust issues, especially from people in the Sanders side, uh, about the whole process because of, right. well, they rigged it last time, and it was proven in the WikiLeaks mm. emails, even though everybody, oh, that didn't happen, that didn't happen. Uh, yeah, they rigged it. Uh, it's not even a question of whether they rigged it, they definitely rigged it. Uh, right. And it seems like the... It doesn't make it look any better that they're not trying to rig it again when you see this kind of thing happen. And then it, like, instead of just waiting till they had 100% results and releasing it, which would make the most sense because it wouldn't cause any confusion, right? They decide, oh, right. we're going to release it when we have 60%. And then, oh, this is the winner of the 60%. How is that? How does that make any sense, Fro? Why wouldn't they just wait for the 100, uh. right? And then... And it just makes it so Buttigieg can go, oh, I, I, I'm winning the caucus. It's like, no, nobody's winning right now. There's still, like, 25% of the vote to count. Uh, it makes it seem like they're trying to push Buttigieg to make him look better, even though he probably didn't do as well as these initial numbers came out. It makes it look like they're cherry-picking which uh, counties they want, and they're taking the 60%. 2% or 75% at this point of counties that were Buttigieg and putting those out so it makes it look that way. You, know, you see what I'm saying? And then uh, mm -hmm. making well, all the other candidates look bad, but it, it doesn't help Buttigieg either, this whole... Because it, it invalidates whoever wins, really, because nobody trusts the results, right? And the other big story we really... the Probably the biggest story that's being slightly overlooked is that Joe Biden... Even in his 75%, uh, he's way down there, fourth, fifth place. Uh, what do you think about mm -hmm. that, Fro? I'm very, very happy to see that. I am extremely ecstatic to see that. He said it was a punch to his groan, so I like that. Uh, punch him. I, I just think his whole argument up until now has been electability. Hey, I'm the most electable. Right. You might not like all my pol. Remember when his wife came out and said, "Like, uh, you got to hold your nose and vote for Joe because he's the elect. He's the most electable." Remember that? Right. Yes. I well, sadly. it kind of disproves every point you've made about electability. If you if you lose like the first three states, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. No, I couldn't agree more. And it, I don't know, it just it's seems just like, really it, shady. The whole thing seems shady. It's it's not only shady, but it also gives, like, 
I, I, if I, okay, now it's my turn to turn the conspiracy hat on because you did it last week. I will turn my conspiracy hat on. It's almost like the DNC are working with the Republican Party. They have it. <laughs> I, I just think they are working against Biden or against Bernie. Working with Biden, uh, Buttigieg, trying to prop them up and trying to knock down Bernie. If you, I mean, nobody's talking about how bad Biden did because they're all. T- everybody's talking about what went wrong in the Iowa caucus, and then uh, uh, the the night the night it comes uh, out that or the original uh, night when it happened, Buttigieg comes out and says, "Oh, we won." Before any results come out, he says, "Oh, we won the state." And he said it was going off internal polls, but Bernie put out his internal polls uh, when they put out the 60%, and he put out 60% polls as well, saying that he was ahead of Buttigieg. Right now, it really is like who who won between Buttigieg and Sanders, because it is still really close. I mean, it's within uh, 2%, less like 1.5%. Between the two of them, and we have twenty five percent of precincts left to actually report, so it could go anywhere at this point. Either one of them could win. But what happened is because they put out these sixty percent of the results, and it said Buttigieg was uh two points ahead. Then Buttigieg co- goes out on TV, says, "Oh, I'm winning Iowa," and everybody goes, "Oh, he won Iowa," and it's like, no. The results aren't done yet. We can't keep. We just can't say that. Uh, let's go look at the. Go to the website I posted in the chat. From uh, this is the yep. website for the app that um, was used in Iowa. Uh, I'm at the about section. It says "Meet the Shadow Team." We are a campaign and and technology veterans who have built and implemented technology at Hillary for America. Obama for America, Google, Kiva, Apple, and AFL-CIO, and the DNC. This is a company mm. that implemented technology for Hillary for America. And we're supposed to trust mm. that they weren't <laughs> they weren't trying to screw Bernie, even though they're involved with Hillary for America. We know Hillary has mm. a huge chip on her shoulder. Uh yeah, it also says in an article I'm reading from the Associated Press, Shadow Inc. was launched by Acronym, a nonprofit corporation, in 2017 by Tara McGowan, a political strategist who runs companies aimed at promoting Democratic candidates and priorities. Uh, McGowan is 34, is married to Michael Hale. Michael Hale is a senior strategist for, guess what, from Pete Buttigieg's presidential campaign. Records show. <laughs> It, wow. Pete Buttigieg's campaign also paid Shadow Inc. $42,500 for this software. Hmm. <laughs> I mean, I, we can go down Conspiracy Road all the day, but these are facts. And you can't deny facts, you know what I mean? Like, there's too many coincidences here for it not to be something strange. Mm-hmm. Uh, David Pluff, who helped lead both President... Barack Obama's presidential campaigns joined the acronym board uh, of directors in September. Uh, so, yeah, this guy also is involved with Acronym, who is the company that actually owns the shadow. 
Another person who works for acronym is Robbie Mook, uh, Hillary Clinton's campaign manager in 2016. Wow. I mean, do with that what you will, but I mean, there's just so many connections. Like, you you can only be like, um, oh, it, it's, it's all just a coincidence up to a point. You know what I mean? <laughs> and then the evidence starts mm-hmm. kicking in. You have to kind of go, maybe it's not as conspiracy theory crazy as uh, people will make you want it to believe make you want to believe yeah no I I I find it I find it very very interesting that you bring up all those points because in my mind it doesn't sound like conspiracy it's not conspiracy if you just give up facts he gave Buttigieg, the guy who is supposedly winning from this app, gave them $42,000 for an app. Right. His campaign, not him, right. his campaign. Why is a presidential campaign giving money to an app? Shouldn't yeah, they no. want to use that for, like, I don't know, commercials or uh, bus uh, fuel for their buses or planes or whatever else? No, they're going to give this money to an app. That just happens to be the thing running the Iowa caucus and also was supposed to be running other caucuses. Uh, but uh, Nevada just came out and said, we're not using your fucking app. So <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> right. They're like, yeah, screw you, buddy. <laughs> I wonder why they, they, they don't want to use it. So strange. The other thing that happened, uh, mm. you know how we trust the DNC so much. Well, after that initial 62% came out um, from the mm-hmm. Iowa Democratic Party, uh, which they counted and they said, uh, we counted all these votes and we got 62% and we know that's 100% accurate. Then they turned over the count, like the counting, to the DNC. So the I- Iowa is no longer counting the votes for Iowa. The DNC is now counting the votes for Iowa. Do we trust the DNC to count the votes correctly after oh. what happened in 2015? I mean... Oh, yes. Definitely. <sighs> I don't know. Oh, God. I want to hear somebody who has an alternate theory as to what the hell happened here other than, oh, it was all just a big mistake. Uh, send us an email at anotherdigitalcitizen at gmail.com. Yeah, or uh, text us on Facebook. It's uh, another digital citizen on Facebook. Or... Go to our Twitter. It's uh, podcast ADC at podcast ADC. Now with over a thousand followers, I can own, I can say that now. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, yes. We're well over at this point. We went up and down a little bit, but yeah. last week's show, we got a bunch of people on our Twitter after last week's show. So thank you, everybody. Yes, thank you. Yes, uh, but uh, no, but uh, it, 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 I, I do think it, it follows a little with, with other things like, like, like we said, uh, that's kind of in the conspiracy realm. I, I find it interesting that, uh, that they paid so much money to that app. And he's not the only one. He's I, I saw the sheets right. of who gave money to this app. Klobuchar gave money to it. Uh, Biden gave money to it. A lot of presidential campaigns were giving money to this app for some reason, and not really any explanation as to why you would be giving money to an app right. that is going uh, is going to be tallying votes. And I, in my mind, it makes me go, should that even be legal? 
to be like let's say it wasn't an app let's say it was a person and their job was to be counting the votes they were supposed to be the impartial person counting votes right yeah what happens if you give that person a bunch of money isn't that seen as like a conflict conflict of interest because now you're pay you're paying the guy who's supposed to be impartial you see what i'm saying yeah no totally i agree i couldn't agree more so yeah yeah sorry speaking of the dnc new dnc debate rules open door for mike bloomberg to make the stage uh if you look at the iowa numbers mike yeah. bloomberg has a whopping zero percent fro so that's good mm. uh for the february 19th debate hosted by nbc news and msnbc in las vegas uh so this is not the net because there is a new hampshire debate in between now and then fro he's not going to be in that one but then the next one after that one they're saying uh, the party has scrapped requirements that candidates have to have tens of thousands of individual donors. The new debate qualification rules by the DNC will open a path for former New York Mayor Michael Bloomberg to participate in the party's debate hosted by NBC and MSNBC in Las Vegas. The new rules require candidates to get at least one delegate out of either the upcoming Iowa caucuses or New Hampshire primary or to register ten Register 10% support in four national polls or 12% in two singles polls. Uh, eh, so that doesn't really open it for him. Does yes, it, it does. Remember the whole reason he couldn't oh. get into the last debate, Fro? Is because he didn't have right. any uh, enough donors because he funds his whole campaign by himself? That was the only reason right. he didn't make the debate last time. So what they did was got rid of that rule. You don't have to have individual donate don donators anymore, which means he now can get into right. the debate because he's the only person that's not I, taking donations from people. I got it. I got it. Okay, but uh, uh, but I I find it uh, a little strange because he said very clearly that he wouldn't take, didn't he? No, he said he his. Uh, campaign never planned on being in debates because they weren't taking funding that was what he said uh the party scrapped oh, for so, first time the grassroots so, so, donor threshold which has required candidates in every other debate thus far to receive donations from tens of thousands of supporters this opens the door to bloomberg a multi-billionaire who is funding his own campaign and has refused to refused to accept any donations for his campaign uh the donor threshold was appropriate for the opening stages of the race, a DNC spokesperson said, when candidates were building their organizations and there were no available metrics outside of polling to distinguish those making process oh, progress from those who weren't. Uh, mm. the, camp, uh, the Senator Sanders campaign suggested the DNC was doing Bloomberg's bit, bidding. A top advisor, uh, Jeff Weaver, said... To change the rules in the middle of the game to accommodate Mike Bloomberg, who is trying to buy his way into the Democratic nomination, is wrong. This is, or right. that is the definition of a rigged system, said Jeff Weaver. Yeah, I agree. And the stupid part about this, Fro, is uh, in the past, the DNC, there's, remember the climate change debate that everybody wanted? Remember that? And the DNC is, yes. we, we don't want to have a climate change debate. So CNN went ahead and ha went ahead and had their own climate change debate. Well, the DNC Ew. 
uh, at that time said, oh, we can't change any of the debate rules in the middle of, of the thing because if we di if we do that, then we have to, ch uh, then we would be going back on the rules we made at the beginning and that's not fair to everybody. But then when Mike Bloomberg gives them like <laughs> half a million dollars, they're like, oh, I think it's time. We got to actually change the rules for some reason. I don't know. It's like $100 bills hanging out of their pocket. <laughs> Seems a little... Uh, uh, corrupt is that a, a word Charles I just feel for? like we're back in 2015 again and all remember like we're following the election in 2015 and we're like this debate schedule seems really screwed up uh, did they just <laughs> yeah. did they just freeze uh, Bernie, all of Bernie's uh, ability to see who his donors and who his voters are oh they did right. that okay and it just kept happening yeah. and this is that again it's just like Thing after thing after thing, they like. I mean, it's not. We're we're. This is not a fair election, and it already is not a fair election. And we've had one state vote. <laughs> yeah, I have a strange <laughs> feeling it's not going to get better. Look. Uh no, it's going to get much worse. Uh. Yeah, I mean, I. What do you think about Bloomberg getting in in a debate? Do you think it's good or bad? I think it has positives and negatives, but what do you think? Yeah, I, I, I agree to that because it's like, um, I think it maybe pushes other, other people more into the foreground and it also shows kind of the DNC's, I mean, it kind of shows how corrupt DNC is, doesn't it? In a way? Well, yeah, I was thinking more of the debate itself. Like, having him in the debate. Do you think him being in the debate is going to be good for the debate or bad for the debate? Oh, I really don't know. I, is he a good public speaker? I haven't really heard him speak that yes, much. Yes, you have. Remember I sent you that video, that 30-minute video of his first... Oh, right. Yeah, no, he's not a good public speaker. Right. <laughs> So this is my thought is like up until now he's been able to avoid uh people seeing that because he doesn't he hasn't right. been on the debate stage so he's been able to avoid uh big camera like millions of people seeing him. Now he's going to have to get up there and be on a debate stage against Bernie Sanders and other people. I think he's going to make himself look like a fool. So I'm kind of okay with it in a way, but also I don't think it's fair. So Right. Do you think it at least will get us more laughs during the debate. I mean, we—you saw that speech I sent you. He is—he is awful. Yeah, he's the wor one of the he's worst awful. public speakers yeah. I've ever seen. Yeah. So at least it will give us some humor. Yeah. <laughs> In the wrong ways. <laughs> I think they're going to try to push him once once it gets to that debate. They're they're going to start trying to push Bloomberg because I think they know now Biden is done. Biden is over. I think after this whole thing, they're like, Biden is over. We need to move on to something else. We'll talk about that in a second, though. Are you a little surprised that we haven't had someone going out of uh, the delegates? Uh, we did, right? Yeah. Uh, Tom, uh, Delaney dropped out this week, but he's not. he wasn't really any anybody to care about anyways. Right. Yeah. Right. I meant of those of the big about. people uh <laughs> i mean the only person i can see dropping out would be like uh klobuchar or tulsi gabbard 
or maybe Andrew Yang, but mm, I don't know. The rest, the, there's like there's four people right now. Basically, Buttigieg, Sanders, Warren, and Biden are like the those are the four people that really are viable at this point. Mm. And Buttigieg really yeah, isn't because he doesn't. The polls for him in future states look terrible, so it's really a three-person race. Right. And Warren is on the downcline, uh, the decline incredibly, and so is Biden. So, I mean, it comes down to Bernie Sanders, doesn't it? That's why everybody's so afraid. Yeah. Now, that's one of the things that I don't agree with from. But we'll talk about that a little later. Uh, let's move on uh, because uh, uh, we had something called. Uh, Oh, gosh, I have it on the top of my tongue. It starts with a B. Bra- 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 Brexit? Brexit. 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 Anyway? Delicious breakfast. Breakfast. <laughs> no, Brexit. 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 Emphasizing Britain's unrivaled ties with the French, Macron said he was deeply sad when the EU's uh, pledge to try to ensure the EU is a project you'll want to be part of again. Uh, celebrations and anti and anti-Brexit protests were held on Friday night to mark the UK's departure of the EU. Uh, Ex-Brexit Secretary David Davis, oh, I wouldn't. Having a name that's like the fir- first name and last name are exactly the same almost is like mm-hmm. always. Uh, David Davis said everyone would be a winner in the end. The UK officially left the European Union Friday at uh, 2300 GMT after 47 years of membership and more than three years after voting to do so in a referendum. When I look at 47 years, it, I, like it, I know it's a quite a, it's half a century, but... It, it seemed like it must have been longer than that in my mind, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. No, I totally agree. <laughs> it's kind of funny. I, I almost said it feels longer, and I'm not older than that, but it feels older. <laughs> it feels longer. I think it's just because, yeah, we weren't alive when it initially happened, so it seems longer to us, right. maybe. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, it finally happened... Uh, I guess it took. It really did take Boris Johnson to really make it happen. I, I honestly thought that he was gonna just delay it like everybody else did, you know, like Theresa May and everybody else. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I the guy's a total moron, but it, it they actually did what the people wanted at this point. Uh, and I we just see where it goes from here. I mean, there's a lot of speculation from people that um. The UK is going to get cut. The they're, people are going to cut ties with the UK, and they're going to lose all this money from trade and everything like that. But I don't know. I think mm-hmm. the the UK is a powerful enough country that it's going to be able to find other allies. Uh, yeah, I mean, look to Norway. We are not a part of the EU. We have never been a part of the EU. I think we do pretty good, to be honest. And I think they just made a deal with Huawei, to be honest, which is, that's pretty big. I mean, not that right. Huawei is a great company, but it has a lot no. of money and a lot of power <laughs> in the world. So, yeah. It's definitely not a good company. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to, and, 
take two two seconds to say that no, they they're an awful, awful, awful company actually. But uh, yeah, no, I I'm 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 very 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 happy because I when we talked about this a year ago, I was thinking this would probably not happen, and to be honest with you, before this week, I wasn't sure either, either if it was going to happen. So it did happen, and I'm 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 extremely happy to see that. I I it will be very interesting to see who will be the next. I think here this will lead to a mass fall in the EU. At least I hope so. I I I, I do think I do think so, and I do hope so. I, I think, think you'd have to will... change some leaders before that could happen. I don't think you're going to have a. F- a Frexit. Like, I don't think France is going to exit right. until Macron is out or something like that, but... No, but but I, I have I have some countries in mind. Okay. Uh, uh, I, I do think Sweden... Uh, uh, Sweden... Okay. Yeah. Denmark. That one I can definitely uh, see. Yeah. Both of them, I, I definitely. Then the question see. is, do the if the let's say four, three or four other countries drop out of the EU, do those five countries, say it was four others and UK, do they form their own kind of alliance? I don't know, an, you know, an EU so. type thing yeah. but smaller, right? I think it could happen. Yeah. Uh, I I mean uh, that's the thing with, tra- with trade agreements, right? And and uh, shipping costs and everything like that. Like the government in Norway just uh, this year uh, decided to change the rules for import to Norway, and and the EU didn't like it, and and we were like, okay, and so really, what can you do about it? <laughs> like we don't have to follow EU rules. Right. Exactly. Uh, I mean, I think the big thing here with actually it actually happening is the big question was from the beginning is this going to be bad for the british economy and and the only right. thing we could say is now we're going to know one way or another if it is bad right. uh we'll go uh, uh, that was bad for the economy but i don't think the people who were screaming bloody murder oh, this is going to ruin the uk uh economy if it nothing goes wrong if everything just stays status quo i don't think they're going to go oh we were wrong right so no, and that's that's kind of the problem with it. It's like they have the ability to go back. The EU has said if if the uh, if the UK wants to join us again, they are more than welcome. Right. Okay. So if they see see this not working, well, what is it more to do than get in again? Right. I exactly. Mean, yeah. Makes sense like to me. They, yeah, it's not like they closed the fucking door. <laughs> it, yeah, but it would be a whole big hassle again of, of like, you know... It would. It would. Yeah. It, it could happen. It would be a big hassle. We're not going to know for it years, though, what the actual outcome no. of this all is, so... Uh, no. It's just... It just is what it is now, and we'll see what happens in the future, and I don't think anybody really knows what's going to go down, so... But... Uh, I have to ask you, are, are you happy about it? Are you, are you satisfied? I'm happy that they did the will of the people instead of trying... 
uh, that's the big thing that we've always had a problem with for three years. They've been kind of circumventing the idea of the people voted for something, do it. You know what I mean? And like, uh, now they've finally gotten around to doing it. So I guess that's good. It just took a long time. Mm. Yeah. Uh, whatever. What is it they say? Or uh, what you wait for a long time is worth it or something like that? Something like that, I guess. Uh, speaking of waiting for a long time, uh, Senate to vote on impeachment articles on Wednesday, meaning today, meaning in 40 minutes, or no, 45 minutes, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Senate impeachment uh, trial adjourned on Friday and came back Monday uh, to do closing mm -hmm. arguments, after which senators will be permitted to speak on the floor. A final vote, which President Trump is expected to be acquitted in, is expected next Wednesday around 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Right, so like we said, in 45 minutes, uh, come back at the Jeremy round. We'll probably talk about it then. On Friday, the Senate voted to not call witnesses in the trial. The vote for witnesses was 51 to 49 against. Democrats had pleaded for two weeks to hear testimony from, uh, among others, uh, John Bolton, but most Republicans resisted. Yeah, uh, how do you find it uh, with OJ's lawyer uh, as one of the ones that's helping the president? Um, yeah, uh, he, yeah, he's got a, a bunch of lawyers. You're right. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> one of them helped OJ getting off. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't think this had anything to anything to do with anything other than the fact that there were more Republicans in the Senate than there were Democrats. That's really what it comes down to. Like that's well, why it was so easy to predict. Yeah. Is it's like they're not going to turn on him. That's just that would be political suicide. So uh, well, everybody who is oh, I got to follow this so closely. It's something could really happen. Something could change, and this guy, this John Bolton, could come out with this secret information, and all these Republicans are going to turn on Trump. It's John Bolton. <laughs> Fucking war-mongering John Bolton. And you're like, oh, he's going to be our savior. Yeah, fuck off. <laughs> people are, people are uh, like, like that. Look, they think they st the strangest people in the world will save them. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> Just look at Hitler. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. Right. Right, yeah. I mean, the, uh, the Germans didn't vote for him because he was a Nazi. That's not why they voted for him in the first place. Did you see, like, they, sometimes I watch Good Mythical Morning when they have, like, something interesting on, and they had somebody on. I don't remember the celebrity, but I wanted to see the celebrity. And they did a thing where it was like, uh, would you do this or would you not do this? And it was, uh, would you kill baby Hitler? Right? Right. And they all said... Uh, oh, it was Dwight from The Office. That's who was in, in it, on it. Uh, oh. They all, okay. uh, the three of them said they would kill baby Hitler, but the audience said they wouldn't kill baby Hitler, and they were super confused by it. But right. I, 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 they didn't put into account right. the whole idea of the butterfly effect at all. I don't know. Right. I, I right. don't think it's a good idea to go back and kill baby Hitler, but I don't know. What do you think? Oh. No, I I would say no, 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 no. Don't, don't, don't. Whatever you do, 
don't if you don't have a time machine it. and you're in your garage, do not go back in time and kill baby Hitler. I mean it it <laughs> might work out, but the chances are low. <laughs> Uh, not talking about Hitler at all, going away from that topic, no no similarities at all. John Kerry overheard discussing possible 2020 bid, admitted concerns of Bernie Sanders taking down the Democratic Party. Tell me about this, Luke. Former Secretary of State John Kerry, uh, one of Joe Biden's highest profile endorse- endorsements was overheard Sunday at a Des Moines hotel explaining what he would have what he would have to do to enter the presidential race amid the possibility of Ber- this is a quote amid the possibility of bernie sanders taking down the democratic party down hole that was the quote uh sitting in the lobby restaurant of the hotel Kerry was overheard by an nbc news analyst saying maybe i'm fucking deluding myself here and explaining that to run He'd have to step down from the board of Bank of America to get uh, and give up his ability to make paid speeches. Wow. Uh, oh no. Yeah, Whatever feel so bad for you, do. guy. Uh, yeah. Kerry said donors like venture capitalist Doug Hickey would have to raise a couple of million, uh, adding that such donors now have now have the reality of Bernie in quotes. Mm, As- the reality of Bernie. Mm. Well, now, now that they re- realize he can win, I think, let's think, of, like, oh. before they were like, oh, he's bullshit, he's never going to be able to win, but now that he's actually doing well, they have the reality of Bernie, bro. Uh, asked mm. about the call later that Sunday, Kerry said he was absolutely not contemplating joining the primary race. He reiterated the sentiment, sentiment in a tweet later saying any report otherwise is fucking, is fucking a categorically false. Or categorically false. Minutes later, he deleted the tweet, though, and reposted it without the expletive. Uh, he told NBC later Sunday, "This is a complete, this is a complete and total misrepresentation based on overhearing one side of the phone conversation." A friend who watches too much cable called me, wondering if I jump into the race late in the game. <laughs> if Democrats are choosing an un- unelectable nominee, I listed the reasons I could not possibly. Do that and would not under any circumstances. Okay. Okay. So he's just he's totally right out and right out denying it. Um I don't think he's so, getting in the race, but I think the part no. that they're skipping over that is the interesting part is that he's talking about that he needs to take uh, that Bernie Sanders is gonna take down the Democratic Party. That's the part like that's oh, yeah. getting kind of missed here. Like, oh, is he gonna run? Is he not gonna run? But the reason that it's interesting to me is that they're even just talking about that Bernie. They think Bernie Sanders is going to take down the Democratic Party. In that, in a way, <laughs> I can understand it. Like they are, they're scared of uh, Bernie Sanders, the Democratic Party. I can understand that to a certain degree. I don't have a problem with that. I say that they, sh- they should be afraid. That's what I say. Yeah, <laughs> I was just going to add that, but uh, I was just also going to add. Depends also how you define the the Democratic Party. Like, what do you mean? Do you mean the DNC? The DNC are fucking scared of Bernie Sanders. I, do I think the Democratic Party in its whole is afraid of Bernie Sanders? No, I don't. I don't think voters are afraid of Bernie Sanders. It doesn't look like that. 
right. Uh, I think there are definitely. I, <laughs> I, I think it was definitely a thing where they were like, let's just not pay attention to him and act like he doesn't exist for a really long time. They were like, if right. we just put our head under the blanket, we can't see the monster. <laughs> you know what I mean? And eventually they had to pull out their head to breathe. And when they did, they were like, oh, crap. <laughs> That's probably what happened. They're all ostrich just Look. <laughs> they got their head in the sand. Yeah, it kind of is true. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> the ostrich party. Maybe we should start that. The ostrich party. They might start that. That's been a big question is like, uh, will Bloomberg run third party if Bernie uh, wins? Right, or somebody yeah. else. Does John Kerry run third party if Bernie wins? You know what I mean? Like somebody like that. Right. Bloomberg has said, I'm not running third party. So we can't really say he he's actually come out and said, I'm not going to do that. Um, right. But does somebody else? And do they create this like centrist uh, kind of, you know what I mean, party where it's like, uh, all the corporate Democrats move over to that this other party, which would be hilarious, especially after talking about unity and talking about how Tulsi's going to run yeah. third party against Joe Biden. Remember all that? It would be hilarious if the corporate Democrats went and did exactly what they said uh, Tulsi was going to do. Do you know who I see could do that? Klobuchar. Yeah, there's been a lot of talk of... Uh, her V like as a VP for either Buddha judge or Biden. That's what I've been hearing a lot. Oh, no. whatever you do. No, please. I can see <laughs> it though, but I don't know. We'll see what yeah. happens. Uh, I don't think either talking of those two VPs. are going to win. Go ahead. Yeah. Talking about VPs. Warren uh, proposes criminalizing disinformation about voting in the U S what? What? Democratic presidential candidate Elizabeth Warren on Wednesday proposed a civil proposed civil and criminal penalty penalties for those who knowingly spread false information about when and how to vote in U.S. elections. Uh, it is a part of a broader plan to combat disinformation, in which she also accuses major tech companies of contributing to its spread uh, in the drive of profits, and calls them to take action and to combat it, meaning online disinformation. The 2016 wow. presidential election that brought Donald Trump into office was plagued by rampant disinformation, including well-documented efforts by Russia to influence the vote. Remember that? You, mm -hmm. Do you remember that at all, Fro? I don't know if you remember that. No, I don't. Sorry, I had to burp. I was buying myself time. Sorry, did, did, did Russia do something in the last election? Really? Something happened with that whole thing. Um, in in the, both the 2016 and tw 2018 elections... Uh, Warren said in her plan, online disinformation sought to depress voter turnout by telling people that they could vote via text, giving people the wrong day, date and election day and more. Uh, I will push for new laws that impose civil and criminal penalties for knowingly disseminating this kind, for, kind of information, which has the explicit purpose of undermining the basic right to vote. In addition to penalties for dis uh, disseminating false information about voting, Warren calls for tech companies such as Facebook, Twitter, and Google to take real steps to fight disinformation. So, this is a more like uh, uh, internet kind of, I would say internet censorship in a way, because 
yes, you could say, uh, this is the one instance where we want want to say that uh, disinformation is bad. But as soon as you give, you know, give somebody an inch, they're going to take a mile. And then uh, the onion is going to be, everybody at the onion is going to be under arrest next. You know what I mean? It's just like this is. I I I feel like this is even more pushing her to to the right. Do you understand what I mean? Like saying right. stupid things like this is is making it even more clear for me that she doesn't really <laughs> mean what she's saying. This doesn't sound like her at all, or the Elizabeth Warren I've known. It doesn't just doesn't right. sound like it sounds like it's coming through her from somebody else, like from I a Republican agree. think tank or something. It feels right. very what's a good word for it? Book Bernie feels a little book Bernie. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, that we want to burn the books. I mean, I I've so heard strange. this whole idea kind of compared to. Uh, the Ministry of Truth uh, from 1984. You know what I mean? They get to decide what's information, what's what's real information and what's disinformation. And she's saying in this that she wants Facebook, Twitter, and Google to decide what's uh, real and what's disinformation, basically. Right, because I really want my information to be held by Google and Apple. That's especially what I want here in life. I didn't put it in our news, but this week uh, Zuckerberg came out in defense saying, we're not censoring anybody. Uh, You might want us to do that, but we've gone, like he said, we've done up to the point that we're willing to do what the government says. We're not censoring people anymore, is what Zuckerberg said this week. So I I thought that was good from him. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't think he would say something like that at all. Uh, go go ahead and find the article. He, he there's exact quotes in in it, but uh, basically what he was talking about is uh, that they've they have been working with the government to uh, to deal with the problems that the government has been saying, and that the government is now pushing them too far, or like over the line that they're willing mm-hmm. to cross. Basically, so right. No, I totally understand. Uh, Hillary uh, Clinton uh, refused to be served in the lawsuit, uh, Tulsi Gabbard lawyer uh, claims. It turns Uh, out now, according to what I'm reading this weekend, uh, Hillary did, Hillary's lawyers did accept uh, being served. Uh, So this is slightly out of date, but we can still talk about it because it's really interesting. Go ahead. Uh, no, no, uh, we should talk about the new, uh, new thing then. Well, I mean, the interesting part is that she was refusing to take it, uh, so that's what we should talk about. So, go ahead and read this. Okay, Hillary Clinton representative have refused to accept legal, uh, papers relating to the 15 million defamation lawsuit filled, uh, against her by Tulsi Gabbard, according to the Hawaii congressman lawyer, Ms. Gabbard, who is currently seeking the Democratic Party's 2020s presidential nomination, filed the suit against Ms. Clinton after the former Secretary of State and 2016 Democrat candidate insinuated that she was a favorite of the Russians. 
Ryan Dunn, uh, Miss Gabbard's lawyer, told the New York Post that the first attempt to serve the documents to Miss Clinton in her home in Chippewa? Uh, Is that? Chippewa? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, near New York City was rebuffed by a secret service agents. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, the server was instructed to deliver the documents to uh, David uh, Kennel, Miss Clinton's lawyer in Washington, D.C. However, his firm, William uh, and Connell, also said that they were unable to accept the papers. Wow. Right. Uh, uh, I find. Go ahead. Yeah. I find it rather unbelievable that Hillary Clinton is so intimidated by Tulsi Gabbard. She won't accept the service of the process. But I guess here we are. Miss Dunn told the post. That's funny. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, since then, what I'm to understand is the Clinton re representatives have. Uh, accepted it kind of after the news came out that uh they you know was spread hey you you didn't why are you accepting it uh then they were like okay yeah we'll take it now right uh but yeah they were dodging it literally hillary clinton had her secret service people <laughs> go out and say nope we don't we can't take that sorry <laughs> i find that funny i find that very funny I don't. I th I find it funny, but at the same time, it's like, wow, really? You you do you really feel like you're that uh, above the law kind of thing? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Hey, did you know that uh, Peter Buttigieg was gay? I was fully aware of that, one hundred percent. Especially after the I after Iowa, him and his husband came out and they were doing a speech. So. Mm hmm. I also was 110% aware of that. Do you think all of his uh, supporters are aware of that? Apparently not, uh, because we're, we got a video here from... This is actually from the Iowa caucus. Uh, one of them, obviously. <laughs> one of the many. Uh, this woman did not apparently know uh, that Pete was gay, even though he, okay. I think he's been pretty... I mean... They don't flaunt it, but I've always taken that as a positive thing, that they don't use it as kind of a yes. uh, something to uh, politicize. So I think that's right. great. I think seeing him and his husband at, do the speech, I don't think I'd ever actually seen his husband before, but they do actually make quite a handsome couple. Uh, they do. Yeah. I agree. I had just never seen his husband before. I didn't know what he looked like or anything, so uh, oh. that was the first time for me. Uh, but I think this lady saw that speech possibly as well and went... Hmm. So go ahead and give me a countdown and we'll play this video. <laughs> I think she said, hmm. <laughs> okay, in three, two, one, go. So are you two. saying that he yes. has the same sex partner? Pete? Yes. yes. Yeah. Talking about Pete. Are you kidding? Yeah, he's married to him, yes. Yeah. Well, then I don't want anybody like that in the White House. <laughs> so can I have my card back? So she wants her vote back from Pete because he's gay. We could go ask. I never knew that. How, how would you feel in this situation, being that lady? You're like, what do I even say to this? Just like you and me, and should it really matter? That's what... Well, he better read the Bible. He does, and he says that God doesn't choose a political party. 
Because why does it say in the Bible that a man should marry a woman then? Well, I <laughs> she gives her this look like, got him. I so totally do. But I think that we were not around. How come this has never written. been brought out before? <laughs> never. I never heard it. Okay. Um, we can talk to someone if you, if you need to talk to them. This lady is definitely also a church youth group leader, like Fro. You can tell by the way she was talking about God with her arms like that. If it's a woman, yeah. or if it's a man, or if they're heterosexual or homosexual, if you believe in what they say. That's my question. It all just went right down the toilet. Is where <laughs> By the way, she's got Amy and Pete buttons on her sweatshirt, the homophobic lady. I am not trying to tell you to think otherwise, but we'll ask what they want us to do. But I just, I just ask you to look inside your heart because you sound like a Christian woman to me, and I'm a Christian woman, and my God wants me to love everybody. I do, yep. So you must not believe it then if you think it's okay for somebody to be married to a same-sex person. No, I, I think we're just interpreting it different, and that's okay, because everybody has, gets to have their own beliefs. But what I teach my... I love this. Love is love. I love this lady, and by the way. There you go. I really love this lady. Yeah. Not the homophobic lady. You're talking about the other lady, right? No, no, okay. no, no. <laughs> There's no, two no. ladies. You got to be a little specific here in this situation, bro. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No. I don't love the homophobic lady. Just to make that very clear, she's a bigoted asshole. <sighs> yeah. Uh. And it was just so blatant. And I'm pretty sure she knew she was being recorded, right? Right. She didn't seem to give a shit at all. No. She was she just openly homophobic, like, not even just, like, it wasn't like a one-on-one -on -one where, like, another person was happened to be filming. You could hear there were probably 50 people right around them within listening. She, she like, right. totally unabashedly homophobic. It's pretty wild. I mean... She didn't give two fucks about it. Well, she just honestly believes what she's saying is true and right, and that it, her beliefs right. are the right beliefs, right? Even though I don't, barely anybody else thinks that. I mean, there are people, clearly, but it's just, this is wild. What do you think? As a former Christian that is was openly bisexual, I find it very, like, I, I, I find it tearfully ignorant of her saying that God wouldn't love, love a gay man so i i just find it incredibly hurtful when i hear things like that because it it makes me it makes me think that it's yeah and th this I've is the chosen the right path that's for sure <laughs> this is the democratic caucus not the republican caucus that's the part where i was like whoa <laughs> this is these are democrats right yeah they're on our side yeah, this lady is supposedly really on our them. side. Exactly, bro. Yeah, I, I don't want them on our side. To exactly, be yeah. Speaking of which, Joe Rogan, we're going to that uh, in the Jeremy round. We will. But uh, first, we will talk about uh, Trump. And uh, Trump um, uh, kind of 
wants us to vote differently if Bernie Sanders doesn't win? Let's hear what he says when he talks about do what I say. This is Trump. Trump tells the truth. I'm not very glad of conspiracy theorists, really, and there are a lot of them, on the left and on the right. The conspiracy is now about Bernie Sanders, whether the Democratic Party don't want him to win. <laughs> yes, the establishment don't want him to win, but that we already knew, but they're also holding back results. I don't know, but it's one thing I wonder. How difficult is it to do that election? Yeah, they have some technical problem with apps and so fucking on. But it's not the first time you have a caucuses in Iowa. So why didn't they do it right? And when the results start coming, only 62% of them? <laughs> yeah. Well, that was the weirdest thing I've ever seen in my life. If I'm going to repair my computer, I wouldn't repair just 62% of it. And just, yeah, you, you get the fucking point. I know the establishment don't want Bernie Sanders. So I think it's going to... I think all the grassroots level have to play hard. Elect the motherfucker. That old bastard will do a better job than anyone else. I know that from a Norwegian perspective, because we have politicians like Bernie Sanders in Norway. Yes, we had him in Sweden, we had him in Denmark. So when, I, when I, the right in the United States suddenly said, oh, that is the most dangerous man in politics, yeah, then you have not been to Scandinavia. We have people like Bernie Sanders, and we're not still at a, a communist dictatorship. Many people want this election to be about issues, but everybody knows it's not going to be about issues. It's going to be credibility. And the fact that nobody liked Donald Trump. That's quite okay for me, really. Because the most important thing in this election is the fucking win. Win Congress seeking again win the Senate so you can get things done, but the win, win, win all over the place. And just start doing politics. Those things with liberal and progressive, there are always two problems. One, they are very afraid when people get too loud against them. If conservatives never do that. They do what the fuck they want anyway. You should start to do that too. And the second thing, they're not patient enough. Jimmy Carter got four years in the White House before liberals was, oh, they were not so satisfied with him anyway. Yeah, they turned it back on him, and what did we get? Eight years with fucking Reagan and four years with Bush fucking senior, destroying the middle class in America. If you think Bernie Sanders going to do anything in four years, he don't. But he's going to a lot of good things done anyway. So just be satisfied, because this is not a fucking buffet. You can just order everything at once and just pull up a big fucking plate and eat yourself to death. Politics doesn't work that way. I talked about that before. I hope you keep up the momentum all the way into November. And I also hope you accept one thing. Bernie Sanders need a VP who is quite more moderate than him and a little bit more to the right him he has because you have two party system so you have to think about that it was all people who totally into bernie just bought bernie that's not enough you'd need more and that means you have to compromise yes i know that's hard for the religious left and the, but that's how fucking life works with people to ditch become a vip yeah but there's also a lot of women to to the 
to the center right who can also be possible candidates. You have to accept that and you have to work hard for them because this election is the most important election in many years. And you all know that. So go and fuck yourself if you don't vote and you don't do what I say. This was Tron with Tron Tells the Truth. Have a fucking nice evening. Thank you, Tron. Uh, I don't agree with Tron, but uh, it's okay. <laughs> I don't have to agree with everything Tron says, but uh, I don't. I don't think... I think it is important to vote. I do. Uh, but I don't think you should choose... Uh, because uh, Luke uh, read to me a very long discussion uh, we had on our Facebook group, another digital citizen on Facebook. Uh, well, where, we didn't. People did. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, where, where people were talking about voting and how how important it is. And I, I, I tend to agree to a certain point that it is important to vote. And I, I, I do support Luke's choice of uh, not voting for Hillary last election because I do think that we we don't know if that would be better than Trump. I doubt it would be better than Trump. I have absolutely no evidence to point to one side or the other. It's a little of playing the what if if game, and the what if game doesn't really work here. And I, I do think it is very important that you vote. And to ag- agree, I would say that if you don't agree with anyone, just go out and, and vote like uh, Mickey Mouse or, or something like that. Because then you at least have shown your distaste for, uh, for the people right. that is there. Their, their argument... It has been since 2015 from that side. Uh, a vote for anybody but Hillary was a vote for Trump. They're, they would equate it that way. You know yeah, what I'm no. saying? But what but I, I don't a, agree to. A, a protest vote is just that a protest vote. It's not a vote for anybody. It's a vote against the system. You believe the system is broken. You're you're protesting the system. It's a vote against the system, not a vote for somebody specific. Uh, so when people say. Yeah. Uh, if you voted for Jill Stein, it was a vote for Trump. Uh, they don't understand, number one, how the American uh, presidential race actually works. And number two, uh, that you're it, it's a vote against the system. So you are voting for something. You're voting against the system. Yeah, and I agree. I, I, I totally agree with that. I think it's very stupid to say that you voted for Trump. I don't agree with that at, at all. You voted uh, against the system, like you said. I and was hoping I, I that think... with enough Jill Stein votes, we could have gotten the Green Party to 5%, if you go back and listen to the podcast at the time. And if that would have happened, the Green Party would have been in the debates this year. So it's not like it didn't have merit, what I what I voted for. Right. No, and, and, and to be honest, it's your choice, and nobody has anything to do with That's that. That's the other thing, yeah. And... Yeah, that's called democracy. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's it, it is called the dem- democracy, and I do think I think he pushes a little too hard on. Oh, we should vote for whoever becomes uh, the the party nominee. No, I don't think like that because that's how we get people like Hitler. 
like it's it's it doesn't it doesn't matter uh it, it does matter sorry it does matter who becomes the candidate i'm i'm not going to say that uh, you should vote for our, uh uh if Klobuchard wins the nominee no fucking way i'm not going to say that what, what, what happens totally what happens if right in right uh towards before you can't run anymore so uh Mitch McConnell becomes a Democrat and decides to run for president and gets the nomination. Am I supposed to back him for president? Right? Right. <laughs> I don't think, I'm not, that's not happening. So, I mean, that's a fantasiful uh, situation that's not going to happen. But the whole blue no matter who thing is just that. Uh, it, it, is, it is a tactic to, to make one side feel bad about voting, v- voting for what they want, for their own interests. Right. Right. Let's move on. Yeah. No. And I, and I, I, I don't agree to that. That's why I don't agree with Tronset. Anyway, uh, he's allowed to say that. And if you want to say anything uh, on our podcast, you're also more than welcome. Democrat, Republican, whatever you want to say on the podcast, uh, put it under three minutes, and we will probably play it on uh, the show. You can send that to another digital citizen at gmail.com. That's another digital citizen at gmail.com. We are also on Twitter, like I said, at PodcastADC, now with more than a thousand followers. Uh, but look, we are a part of Pod All the Time Network. Uh, what's a podcast where people should listen to? Uh, go check out Real AKA Truth Podcast. Uh... That's at real aka truth pod on Twitter. Yeah, we have also a Facebook group. Uh, it's another digital citizen on Facebook. Has there been any postages under the last show? Yeah, uh, Jeremy says coronavirus with the twist of lime is a refreshing treat. He says. <laughs> Lyme disease? Yeah. yeah, he spelled I, it L Y M E, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's a visual joke. Doesn't work great for the podcast, but yeah. Uh, Jeremy also says, uh, "I'm surprised at your Miracle Workers episode or season two episode one review because the ads look like absolute trash." Uh, and I enjoyed the first season. It wasn't great, but it was fine. I would give it a six out of ten. Uh. And then Magna says, Corona makes me think of this stupid beer commercial. And he posted a a banned Corona commercial. So people go check that out on our Facebook. Do that. Hey, look, we have something called Eurovision. What? (laughs) Yes. It's not like we cover it every year or anything like that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the two things that came out this week because there were two land countries that came out with their uh, videos none of them are live performances and i will explain why uh, that's because they're chosen by their country without having any uh, like uh, nomination contest around that yeah so it's 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 chosen by uh, the, the country itself that makes so sense. that's why we don't we don't have any live performances so let's talk about the Czech Republic uh, first. It's Benny Cristo with uh, Kamama. Kamama. 
Uh, right, this is the kind of reggae beat one, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, the music video was pretty fun. I'll, I'll give them that. I really like, but that has nothing to do with the song. So, uh, no. that's the hard part is we can't judge them on their choreography or their, uh, what they're doing stage, their stage presence or anything like that from this. So the song no. overall was better than the other song. So, uh, I thought it was, it's like a party up tempo, you know, club banger type beat, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, kind of reggae. That's what I like about it. Yeah, that's what I like about it as well. It's sort of very like reggae esque, up tempo. Uh, it's nothing like we had had in Eurovision, really. For I feel like there was one really. last year that was kind of an up tempo reggae stylings type beat, but it wasn't this uh, club club music esque. It was just more. It was right. more reggae esque. Uh, this was this definitely had a club music kind of vibe to it. Like I think it. it you're, you would see some good remixes out of this song. Uh, it's yeah. all just like, hey, get on the floor and dance, girl. That kind of... The lyrics are not are very trite and boring in that sense, but the, right. the beat itself is pretty fun. That'll get people up yeah. and dancing at Eurovision. So I give this one... Uh, I'll give it a four. Yeah, that's pretty high on the Luke scale. Uh, yeah, I, I give it the double of Luke. I give it an eight. This is definitely... Uh, the best so far. <laughs> and what was the country again? Uh, the Czech Republic. Right, okay. Um, um, no, I, 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 think, I, think, I think the beat and everything that has to do with this, uh, I think they definitely will qualify for the finale. Uh, this is one of the countries that are not directly nominated, so... I think this is, has a very good uh, opportunity to get itself uh, to the final because it's so uh, different than we have had in, in the Eurovision before because it's so um, modern and up-tempo. So, yeah, no, I totally agree with Look, It's a good song. Uh, then we go to Spain, uh, and it's Blask Canto with Universo. What did you think about this? Uh, reversal of what I said last time. This music video was awful. Uh, yes. And the song was... It was okay, <laughs> but it was nothing special. Very Eurovision-y. Right. Um, Very. What did you think about that high note, Fro? Yeah, I, I, I'm, I didn't like it that much. I, I don't think his voice is all, that all great. I like the song better than I like his voice. <laughs> At one point towards the end of the song, he hits this high note that is, it does not sound like it goes in the song. It's like some, it doesn't, the note is wrong, but he wants to get really high and show off his vocal ability. I get that. That's going to be the, I mean, people are going to like that probably in Eurovision if he actually can hit the note. But uh, oh. the music video, by the way, is like, was he like a was he slave driving women in this music video or am I <laughs> totally? But we're not here really to talk about the video. It's hard not to talk about it in this one. They're all, they're all muzzled, right. and he's got like this I don't know uh, weird yes, bondage outfit on. Yeah, yes, the ugliest dress in the universe on him. It's it's extremely ugly. <laughs> There's a lot of glitter in this video. 
Assault escalator. Yeah. And his suits, right. His suits are really terrible. Right. But overall, would, yeah. what would you, why don't you give this a score first? You know what? I was very disappointed in this. Uh, Spain has always been one of my favorites of the countries that directly qualify. Uh, I thought this was very bad. I give this a four. Yeah, I give it a, a one. Yeah, I tend to agree. Let's move on to the TV round. Luke, have you seen any TV this week? Because, gosh darn it, I have. Uh, yeah, let's start with something you watched last week. Uh, right? Oh, yeah, Aries. Okay. That's right. Uh, we both watched this last oh. week, but I finished it this week. Very good. Uh, mm. I, I think my score probably stayed the same, just because it... Uh, the ending is good, but it wasn't anything that's going to bump up the score. I think last week I gave it a 7, right? Yeah. Let me double-check that. Yeah, I gave it a 7 last week, so I'm, I'm sticking with that score. Right. Very good. Everybody go check out Ares on Netflix. Yeah, I gave it an 8. Uh, I still stand behind that. Uh, let's see. I saw second season of Lego Masters UK because... Luke reminded me that I liked that, and I didn't haven't seen the second season of Lego Masters. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> so, so I didn't I actually like, remind. Oh. Well, I did remind you, but when we were watching the Super Bowl, you... right? There was a commercial, was a commercial for the right. American version of it, and so that reminded both yeah. of us. Yeah, right. And you said, "Oh, you like that show," and I said, "Yes." And I checked. Oh, I hadn't seen season two of it. And I hadn't seen the Australian <laughs> version of it either. So I saw uh, the UK version and the Australian version this week. Which one's better? Uh, the Australian version, actually. Oh, okay. Not really surprised. Yeah. Something tells me the yeah. American version is going to be... Whoa, whoa, whoa! Wacky, wacky! Nickelodeon slime on the kid! I think that's it's going to be that. Mm, uh, what do you let's think? Hope not. I think it's gonna be. Uh, I think it's gonna be Nickelodeon slime on the kid. I, that's what I think it's gonna be. Uh, I hope not. I hope we're wrong. How about that? This is America, Fro. That's how we do things. <laughs> America. America. Slime the kids. America. Slime the kids. <laughs> <laughs> what else did you watch this week? Uh, you asked me. Um, Look, I want you to talk a little about Ragnarok before I do. What did you think about it? Uh, I saw the first two episodes, so uh, I just got around to it. Like I was gonna, I was gonna watch it. What Monday night, right after I was like, oh, the you know the election results will come out by like seven thirty, and then I'll be able to watch a movie in Ragnarok. <laughs> oh, wait. <laughs> Level. I didn't get to watch a movie or Ragnarok that night, so on Tuesday night I watched uh, Ragnarok. Uh, it was not great. <laughs> uh, no. no. The story's really fun, right? The story I like. Uh, the acting is bad. The CGI is bad. Ooh. The uh, the characters don't fit. Uh, nope. Uh, the actors don't fit the characters, is what I mean. Um, I thought some of the scenery, the shots were were good. You know what I mean? It's very scenic, very <laughs> interestingly shot. Uh, but everything else besides that and, and kind of the the initial storyline, everything else is bad. Um, what do you think? It is 
one of the worst things I have ever seen on Netflix. I think this is worse than the island. I'm not even kidding you. I I I I know about that. You know what movie this reminded me a hundred and ten percent off, and I will tell you why. What? Twilight. Okay. Can you see? Can you see that? Why I'm saying that? Um, I guess so. Maybe. I mean, the high school, so, the whole high school thing, and the monsters. Sure. Yes. Yes. And and the family being in charge of it, and one family being very beautiful, and this loner chick that isn't the chick in this show, but the guy that's very emo and can't emote. For fuck's sake, can't emote a single thing. I saw this both in English. It's even worse in English than it is in Norwegian, because the uh, the, the dubbing in English is terrible. It is Norwegian, a little like this English. And I'm not fucking kidding you. It's like they they talk a little like this. They're like, oh, we are in front of the school. We are going inside of the school. We are going to have classes. I I I I. I I hate watching this show. It is incredible, insulting, and it it is a total ripoff of Twilight. It is Twilight, the show Norwegian edition. That's what this fucking show is. It's atrocious. I mean, I thought it was bad, but it's definitely not as bad as The Island. I will 100% disagree with you on that. I think maybe you're being biased because it's Norwegian a little bit. Um... Why? I have given Norwegian shows uh, good scores. No, I think you just, because it's bad, and because it's Norwegian, you're like, it's extra bad to you, maybe? You know what I'm saying? Um, uh. Where me, the island had no positives. This at least had interesting, some interesting cinematography and an interesting storyline. So I'm definitely, you know, I can't say really? it's as bad as the island. Yeah, I mean, if you were to, to put good actors, good CGI in this, uh, you would have a good show. It's uh, you know what I'm saying. Um, so storyline th- isn't interesting. I like the story. I mean, the storyline has potential for sure. I've only seen two episodes, uh, but okay. if it was acted correctly, I think the storyline would be interesting. Uh, I I think I disagree with you with him not emoting in the sense that that's his character. Like he's supposed to be. Uh, What's, yeah, but he doesn't need it? to be Bella Swan. He doesn't need to be, be Bella Swan kind of acting. I don't like that kind of acting. Well, in this case, I thought it worked because that's his character. He's supposed to be mentally uh, helpless, like a, a child, a child caught in a you know uh, high schooler's body. Where that they explained it in the scene where he's with the principal and the mom tells him uh, he has a anger problems, he breaks things. This whole part is like explaining right. why he's like that. So I see why you're saying, oh, I hate this acting, but that he he, he meant to act that way. It's not like he was uh, doing. Yeah, but they meant to act like 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 that in Twilight either. That doesn't make Twilight a fucking good movie. I don't see the connection to that. I mean, I, I see what you're saying, but, uh, yeah. What'd you give it score-wise? One. I gave it a three. So, yeah. I did, I, it's not like I thought it was great, but, 
I, I think uh, it's definitely not as bad as some other Netflix shows. So, mm-hmm. you about that? Okay. Uh, what else did you watch? Uh, let's see. Let's do some finales. Uh, Good Place finale. I know Fro saw this. Oh. Oh. Series series finale, I should say, and very end of the uh, series. Oh. I almost don't want to talk about it. Why? Because it made me cry the fuck out of my dare. I cried and I cried and I cried and I cried. With, uh, at all of um, it? Uh, of the whole... I mean, that was a two-part uh, finale, we should say. Uh, yeah. Did the whole thing... Yeah. There was one part, only really one part that I, I, I started feeling like I might tear up. I didn't, but... Uh, was the cheaty the cheaty part and other than that yeah uh oh. it wasn't really that a tear too big of a tearjerker to me but it was to you yeah this totally broke me <laughs> i i i will i i will i will clearly admit that i love this show i think it is a fantastic show and i think how they ended it we will not spoil anything just relax, we will not even mention what happens. But uh, it, it's just like, it made me swell up, and I cried, and I, I just, like, especially uh, Chiri and Michaels. Michaels were supposed to be funny, but it made me cry. Yeah, I thought it was good. I gave it a 8 out of 10. Oh, I guess that's overall, like, the whole show together. Eight and a half, yeah. I, I, uh, I'm uh, up there with you. I give it a little better than you. Okay. Uh, what else did you see? Well, I saw uh, Inside Number Nine season premiere from England. I have tried to, uh, to get Luke to watch this, but he has still not watched it. Uh, I don't, I don't remember uh, you asking me to watch this at all. Weird. Okay. This is. Yeah, but it's a very good show. Uh, season six, yeah, uh, started. Uh, it's an anthology uh, TV show. Uh, it's uh, the good version of uh, of the Netflix show that I always forget what's called. But uh, I, uh, yeah, I give this first episode a nine out of ten. I just love Inside Number Nine. It's very very good. Uh, okay. Uh, let's do, uh, I guess I'll do BoJack Horseman series finale. Uh, mm-hmm. I believe Fro didn't like the show for a while, and then you kind of got into it in these last couple seasons, right? right? Yeah. I did, yes, that's uh, true. And, uh, I didn't get into it till maybe season three, but this is the final one. I thought it was very good. I thought it wrapped up everything pretty much. This is another one that, it's tr- it tried to make you cry. I didn't. I, it's hard when it's a cartoon to really get super emotional about a cartoon, in my opinion. Uh, right. But it was fairly emotional. It, Bojack goes into some really dark places for you know. It's a very adult cartoon. Oh, yeah. Um, I was happy with it. I guess uh, it was a good ending. Uh, it wrapped up everything pretty well. So yeah. What would you give it? Oh. I guess for this season, I'd probably give it an 8.5. Uh, for the 
show altogether, I'm probably bump it down to maybe a 7.5. There was one season that right. was not great. <laughs> yeah, according to me, that was season one. <laughs> I know you don't agree with that. but <laughs> I think it was season three or something. Three, it was either three or four that was bad. I don't remember what season we're even on right now. So, Hey, guess what, Look, The Masked Singer is back. Yeah! Wiz Khalifa was the one that got demasked in the first episode. What? So he's not yeah. a good singer? Is that what that means? I guess so. <laughs> See, this seems counterintuitive to a, uh, having a singing career being on the show, right? Because if you get uh, kicked off, it's basically saying you're. Like, what if the next person to get kicked off is like. Uh, Ryan Seacrest. So are you, is Wiz Khalifa <laughs> yeah. worse than Ryan Seacrest, right? Right. right. You know. But uh, yeah, oh, I have some guesses who people are, but I'm, I'm not going to say anything because you don't care. Nope. And they can hear me and Bill talk about it on Friday, so. Yeah. Yeah. Cross promo! <laughs> uh, yeah, but uh, what else did you watch? Uh, let's see. Wow. Another long TV week, I guess. Uh, let's go with the Emergence finale next. Okay. Do you see yeah. this? Yes. Okay. Also made me almost cry. Really? Okay. <laughs> this almost... Yeah, this almost made me cry. I had some problems with some of the things that happened in this final episode as far as the lore of the story, the first half right. of the season, and then what happened in yeah. the second half. Uh, they definitely yeah. are trying to, like... <laughs> I, there's like this whole dynamic between her and the uh, FBI agent, CIA agent, whatever he is, which right. was added in the second half of the season. So, and I don't really like that whole dynamic between them uh, that happened this whole time. Uh, they definitely tried to kind of change some things storyline wise, which I'm not going to story, uh, which I'm not going to spoil. Sorry, but. I do like the ending. I like the way uh, the twist that happened at the end, uh, where you think she's dead, oh, so good, and then she comes yes. back, which that really doesn't ruin anything. But uh, and then right. we find out right at the end what's going to happen in the second mm -hmm. season. What did you think about that without spoiling yep. anything? I liked it so much. <sighs> I think it's fantastic. I think it's good, but I don't like that we're getting this secret government group involved because i think it's going to dwindle into like the 24 area where it's going to be all this like procedural cop caa bullshit you know what i mean if we go there i don't want to go there yeah. but we'll see what i'm not i'm not going to say uh be negative and be like oh that's definitely what, what's going to happen season two could be great so i really 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 like that so uh, what do you think about Hell, see, uh, numbers, we didn't do numbers. Oh, what did you think about the finale? And then what did you think about the the first season? Um, I'd give it a strong six and a half uh, all over. Uh, maybe seven. Okay. All over. Yeah. Uh, I like the season finale. I, I'd go higher... For overall season, I'd probably go 7.5, maybe 8. And for the finale, though, mm. I'd probably go a 4. 
Ooh. Ooh. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, I thought it was a little cheesy, and I just didn't like the direction they were going with it. Uh, I don't know. There was the fight scene with the final boss, I guess you could say. Uh, right. And it felt a little bit like Superman 3. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> yeah, I can, I can see what you, you, you are saying without destroying him, I think. Right. <laughs> uh, where was I, for fuck's sake? Uh, oh, Dead Water Fall. Yes, fell, sorry. Dead Water Fell. Uh, I saw the whole season. Not very much uh, to say about that because it's four episodes. Uh, but this is good English crime. It is fabulous. It is really, really, really good. It has uh, David Tennant in it. Uh, people that doesn't know who that is. That's Doctor Who uh, from one of the Doctor Who seasons. I think it was not the last Doctor, but the Doctor before that, I think. Okay. Uh, but, uh, yeah. Uh, and he plays amazing in this show. I can't recommend this hard enough. It's my favorite show of the year so far. I give it a 10 out of 10. Okay. Uh... I guess this was the last... Dead Water... Dead Water Fell. Sorry. Right. Okay. Uh... I think this is the last... Yeah, the last thing I saw, season one, episode one of The Stranger? Yeah. Oh, I guess I saw two episodes of this. Right. I think there's eight episodes altogether of this show. Yeah. Um... Yeah. uh, But I was two episodes and you're out. Apparently, people really liked it. What did you think of it? I really liked that. Yeah. I saw all eight episodes. I I thought it was amazing. I could not. Uh, I I could could not keep yeah. my attention. Like I kept. Maybe I was just in the wrong headspace or something. But I watched it and I kept getting distracted. Like it like I could not keep focused on it. It was it felt oh. boring to me. Yeah, but yeah. Hmm. I found that somewhat surprising. It it I. I think it's one of those Netflix shows that uh, really serves the book uh, good. I love the book as well. I think oh, it's, okay. It's, I didn't. I didn't read well, the book, so maybe that has something to do with it. Uh, not really. I I read people that uh, read the book and didn't like this TV show. Ah, because it follows uh, follows the book pretty closely. I I would say. It's Harlan Cor- Corbin. Um, he's not a very good writer, but I like this <laughs> book of his. Okay. Uh, but uh, I think I think this is a point where I think the filmation is actually better than the book. Uh, I give the whole show uh, eight and a half. It's definitely up there. I don't know. It's just one it was really slow. At least in the first two episodes, mm. and maybe I was just not in the headspace to watch it. So maybe that's why I'm giving it a two point five. I'll go up to a three. Right. I'll give it a three because you're right. I didn't think it, the cinematography is very good. So uh, yeah, but maybe I was in the wrong headspace. Maybe it was just really boring. I who knows? Who knows? I think it's got 90% on IMDb, so I'm probably wrong, to be honest. 
<laughs> For once, you, you're wrong. Uh, okay, let's go to Messiah Episode 5 review. I can't say this enough. Okay, I, I will say it right now. I was wrong about this show. This is, this is a fucking amazing show. I love this episode. Uh, yeah, this Again. is pretty good. Uh, who is the blonde girl with the, the cancer kid? I've seen her in something before, but I couldn't place her. Really? Okay. I don't remember. We've seen her in something for sure. But episode five, okay. so that seeing mm -hmm. they may not see uh, is what it's called. While Eva keeps mm -hmm. close watch on um, Maish, Felix wrestles with what he, to believe as his church becomes a magnet for the devout and the desperate. Yeah. I mean, this is storytelling one-on-one. And this is kind of where where I'm very happy that we stayed with this show because it's getting it's getting to a place where I can thoroughly admit that my hate for this show for the two first episodes were a little yeah out, out of water. I, I I can go back and and directly say that I I I regret giving it so low points, but but. Right now, I'm very happy that we have those episodes because it explains so much of the humans that we're meeting in this episode. Mm -hmm. It's like it's it it it, it 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 explains the motives of the FBI agent. It uh, explains the motives of of the priest. It explains the motives of of the Messiah. There's so many things that they are doing right here and. It is also a very good. Uh, it almost feels a little like it's trying to follow the recipe of of uh, the leftovers, and I don't mind that because of the town that's setting around the Messiah. It's they did that in the leftovers as well in right. one of the towns that we, we met in the leftovers. Right. And I, I, I kind of I kind of like that perspective of it and it's trying to tell something about like how people are very willing to follow whatever is new and hip and cool and and in at the moment. And seeing this priest having so much trouble with what he has actually done, uh, I loved it. I, 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 I give this episode an eight. Uh, yeah, I would give it a seven. It's It was a very good episode. I felt like we didn't move the storyline along at all. I didn't mind that, though. No, I'm I just saying, that, I didn't, oh. there, when you think about it, nothing happened in this episode, but we right. got a lot of character development, uh, which right. we've been moving the story along after the first episode, which had a lot of character development, which may be why you didn't like it. This, again, we're moving back into this whole character development mode where to the point where we're, uh, they, they have the people that are the uh, newscasters and we're seeing them interview some of the quote-unquote flock, right? And that's even right. introducing us to possibly n some new characters. I think this blonde girl uh, is going to be a, a, a reoccurring character in this show, uh, the one with the, me, me the kid with cancer. Um, yes. Just because yes, I know so. she, I've know this actress, so I have, I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, we didn't really get a cliffhanger. This 
every other episode has pretty much had a cliffhanger. This one was just kind of like, boop, it ends. You know, like, uh, so yeah, uh, in that sense, I didn't think it was as good as maybe the last episode, but, um, still very good. Yeah, I thought this was better because I like how, yeah, I especially <laughs> like the priest storyline here. Uh, the priest storyline is maybe the most interesting in in the show this episode at least. I mean, the big thing that really happened was a very small scene. It was the bridge the bridge scene uh, with the little girl, right? Where he says, uh, "The right. reason I'm here is for you." We don't know what that means. They cut directly away fr from him after he says that. We never get any more discussion of that in this episode. But that's pretty much the only development of storyline we had other than that we get a lot of character development of the messiah himself he just stays inside of a right. tent the whole episode and then comes out and shoots a dog in the head so <laughs> right okay uh we were going to cover the oscars and the razzies look but we're not uh why are we not the razzie nominations are out, not out for some reason we were expecting them to be out by now um the only reason I can see that they're not out yet is because apparently this is the first year it's actually going to be televised. Like, it's been on internet in past years. This is the first year they're actually going to televise it. I don't know why that means the nominations aren't out, but it I that's my only thought. What do you think? Okay. Yeah, sure. That's a good explanation. Okay. I guess. Okay. But uh, that means that we're going to do a little more uh, uh, things in uh, the Oscar uh, round because we're still going to guess uh, the uh, Oscars. So I think we should begin at the ending and work ourselves up. How about that? Uh, that sounds fine to me. And we'll just read them off as far as the categories. You do one, I'll do one. So go ahead and start. Yeah. Best original song, I Can't Let You Throw Yourself Away from Toy Story, music and lyrics by Randy Newman. I'm Gonna Love Me Again from Rocketman, music by Elton John, lyrics by Bernie Topman. I'm Standing With You from Breakthrough, music and lyrics by Diane Warwick. Into the Unknown from Frozen 2, music and lyrics by Kristen Anderson Lopez and Robert Lopez. Stand Up from Harriet, music and lyrics by Joshua Brian Temple and Cynthia Erroville. Who wins here, Luke? Uh, I'm going to go with the Rocket Man song, I'm Gonna, or Love Me Again. Okay. I'm going with Frozen. Really? You... I into the unknown? Yes. Okay. I'm just going to write down Rocket Man and Frozen. Easier <laughs> to remember it that way. I don't want to have to write down the whole thing. True. Okay, uh, what's the next one? I guess documentary feature. Best documentary feature. <coughs> Excuse me. American Factory. Uh, the Cave. The Edge of Democracy. For Sama and Honeyland. Mm-hmm. Why don't you go first? Yeah, one of the... One of those were my favorite movies of this year list. So guess what I'm going with? American Factory. Okay. Uh, that was what I was going to go with. And I really think that is what's going to win. 
Uh, I have a hard time seeing that not winning, to be honest. Right. <laughs> but should, but should I pick something different just so it, for the fun of it? You know, I mean, for the game. No, I'm gonna stick uh, this one. I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick with it. I'm gonna stick with it. It's up to you to be stupid or not. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm kidding. But uh, okay, best original score, Joker. Oh no, we're uh, doing do uh, oh, best international feature film. That's the other one we're doing. Oh, best uh, feature, and uh, that was what we were doing. Uh, Corpus Christi from Poland, Homeland from North Macedonia, Les Miserables from France, Pain and Glory from Spain, and Parasite from South Korea. Yeah, I'm gonna go Parasite. Yeah, I'm going to join you in Parasite Land. That was my number one fucking movie of the year, so of course I'm going to say Parasite. And it's nominated for best, but I feel like they're gonna give it this as a you know, it, it gets right. this instead of I, getting best picture, yes. right? I I totally agree with you. All right, best. Have you seen Parasite yet? By the way. Uh, no, I haven't. I have it. Oh. I have it. I just haven't watched it. I would. That was the movie I planned on watching this week, to be honest. But so good. Yeah. Uh, best animated feature. How to train your dragon? How to train your dragon? The Hidden World. I lost my body. Claws. Missing Link, and Toy Story 4. Uh, it's between two here for me. I think I will go with Toy Story 4. Jeez, that's what I was thinking. Uh, why We're both picking like the exact same things all the way across. Okay, hey, look, look, look. I will change mine then. I will actually go with I Lost My Body. Okay. Sorry. Because I think that I think that deserves the win. I think Toy Story will win, so okay. I will go with what I, what I actually think there. Uh, it's on Netflix, by the way. If you want to go and check it out, I lost my body. It's very, very, very good. good. Oh. It's about the hat. Cool. Know? Uh, I just think Toy Story. It's it. It's the. This is the one where they're finally gonna give it something. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think I think so as well. Yeah, but uh, I have to choose something else right, because it, it, otherwise this is going to be a very boring. If you, well, the thing <laughs> is, if you would have stuck with Toy Story Four, I probably would have gone Missing Link just to switch it up. So one of us had to do it. So there you go. Right. Yeah. All right. Best adapted okay. screenplay. I think you want to read this one off. Yeah. The Irishman, Steven Solman, Jojo uh, Rabbit, Takiki, Joker, Todd. Phillips and Scott Silver, Little Women, Greta Gerwin, Two Popes, Anthony McCorpin. Luke. This is a hard one, isn't it? Uh, there's like three three of them, or maybe even four, out of the five uh -huh. that could win. Uh, yeah. I will tell you what doesn't win. Two Popes doesn't win. I'll go Joker. I don't think it's going to win any of the big ones, so I think they're going to give it this. Mm. <laughs> I'm going to go... It's hard, isn't it? 
Jojo Rabbit. Okay. Yeah. No, sorry. I'm going to go Little Women. Oh my Little gosh. Women. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, sorry. 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 Your list Little is women. starting to look totally botched. It's like everything crossed out. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. Little Women. Okay. I'm going to be so angry if Jojo Rabbit wins now. <laughs> <laughs> if if for me, it was between that and Irishman, but okay. Uh, best original scre- original screenplay. Knives Out, mm-hmm. Marriage Story, 1917, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Parasite. I'm going to go, strangely enough, with my favorite movie of the year. Which is? Parasite. Parasite. Go. Uh, you want me to say what I think is going to win? Marriage Story? <laughs> no. Okay, what do you think is going to win? Once Upon a Time. I think it's going to be Marriage Story. Okay. Okay, I'm going Marriage Story. For all the reasons I said I didn't like it last week, uh, those right. are the reasons it's going to win. <laughs> I liked it, though. Well, I liked it too. I'm just saying the reasons I didn't like yeah. it were that it was made for right. old people who like really old movies. And guess who the Academy is? Right. Old people who like really right. old movies. Uh, best Supporting Actress, I guess. Katie Bates uh, for Richard Jewell. Laura Den for Marriage Story. Scarlett Johansson for Jojo Rabbit. Florence Poe for Little Woman. And Margaret Robbie for Bombshell. Who did... Lauren Dern? Oh, she played the lawyer. Right, okay. Right. I couldn't remember for a second. I hated that character. Um, yeah, she, she she was the worst. Best supporting. Best supporting. I'm going to go Florence Poe for Little Women. Good. Because that's uh, not my choice. Because my choice is either Scarlett Johansson or Margaret Robbie. Um, has Scarlett won it before? I think she has, right? She has. I'm pretty sure she has an Oscar, but I don't know what it's for. Right. So I'm going to go with Margot. Okay. She was amazing in that movie. Yeah, that makes sense to me. Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. Best Supporting Actor, uh, Tom Hanks, A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, uh, Anthony Hopkins, Two, two Popes, uh, Al Pacino, The Irishman, Joe Pesci, The Irishman, uh, and then Brad Pitt, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah, I'm going to tell you that uh, well, uh, The Irishman is going to win this. That's my answer. <laughs> I don't think you can do. I don't think you can do that. But my question is, why is Anthony Hopkins in this list? Have you seen Two Popes? You've yeah. seen Two Popes, right? Yeah, I did. Yeah, is he a supporting he's... actor in that? He's like, I think there's two main yeah. actors. Not he's the supporting pope. I don't think that's how that worked in that movie. But okay, whatever. But who gets it? Gets it? Al or Joe? Um, Al has more. I'm going to go with Joe Pesci. Yeah, uh, yeah, Joe Pesci, 
seems like a good one, but to change it up a little bit, I'm going to go Brad Pitt. Wow, I would pick Al Pacino if I had to go last. Uh, I think right now Pacino is not seen as very legitimate because of some of the movies he's done in the last few uh-huh. years. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's sometimes it's about politics, not really who did the best acting job when it comes to the Oscars. Right. Even though it's best sad. actress. Uh, best actress. Is that me? Yes, it is. You said the last time. Uh, Cynthia Erbo for Harriet, Scott Johansson, Marriage Stories, Sears Ronan for Little Women, Charles Theron as Bombshell. Renee Selweger as Judy Luke. Oh man, I, 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 it's between two people for me. Me too. I'm gonna go Johansson. Okay, then I'm picking Tehran. <laughs> uh, was really, that the I... two people it was between for you? Oh uh, no, Selweger was the other one I was thinking. Oh. Oh, really? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if you're right, but I feel like uh, that movie doesn't have as many nominations, and they're going to want to give that movie something, uh, Judy. Right. So I think that's where it's going to be. I don't know. All right. Uh, best actor. But, you, but, oh, but you picked Johnson, right? Yes. Yeah, it's going to Johnson. Okay. okay. Best actor, yes. Sorry. Uh, Antonio Banderas for Pain and Glory, Leonardo DiCaprio for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Adam Driver for Marriage Story, Joaquin Phoenix for Joker, uh, Jonathan Price for The Two Popes. This is what I'm talking about. How is one of those, like, the supporting... How did they decide that? (laughs) uh, Let you and me agree that Joaquin Phoenix is going to win it, and it doesn't matter. No, you can't pick anything else. Because if Joker Phoenix doesn't win this, yeah, I yeah, he will win this. I think you're right. He, I'm not only right; I'm super obvious, 110 percent right. I think DiCaprio could also win it, though. No, no fucking way. Uh, Sorry. I think you're right. There's no chance. But to make it interesting, I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go DiCaprio. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, best director: uh, Martin Scorsese for Irishman, Todd Phillips from for The Joker, Sam Mendes for 1917, Co- uh, Quentin Tarantino for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Bo Young Hu for Parasite. Look. Scorsese. Uh, I'm going to go with Phillips. No, I'm not. Not no, no, no. I'm going with Mendes. Really? Okay. Yeah. I guess we kind of have in our picks totally like blocked out 1917, but okay. Uh, yeah. Best picture. Ford versus Ferrari. Uh, the Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Joker, Little Women, Marriage Story, 1917, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Parasite. 
I'm going to go with Joker. I'm going to go 1917. Okay, good. I hope you're right. Yeah. I fear I fear I am right. I hope you are right. Really? Okay. <laughs> because nineteen yeah, yeah. Nineteen seventeen is so such a better, better picture. Yeah. And watch watch Little Women win. Um <laughs> It's the only one of the best pictures I have not seen. Uh, yeah, I guess that's our Oscars picks. It feels really weird not to do the Razzies as well, but I guess that's it. Yeah. So, look, I know that you have not seen any movies this week, but I have seen two. I will tell you about them. Okay. One was very good, and one was uh, abysmally bad. What do you want to hear about first? Uh, let's do the good one first, I guess. Okay. Uh, Jesus Rolls. Uh, this is um, a film uh, uh, that has the character Jesus from uh, The Big Lebowski and tells his uh, origin story, more or less. Like, we follow him. Uh, it's very, very good. I liked it. You don't have to have seen The Big Lebowski to see this movie. There's no cameos or anything. It's just, like, about this Jesus character. I do think you will find it more interesting if you like those uh, that that movie, The Big Lebowski, I mean. Uh, but I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, I gave it eight and a half. Nice. I gotta watch this, for sure. I didn't even realize yeah. it was... I knew it was coming out, but I didn't realize it was out already. Okay. Want you hear about the abysmal bad movie that I saw this week? Yeah, let's hear about that. Uh, Miss Americano by uh, with Taylor Swift in it. It's a documentary about Taylor Swift. Hooray! I, yeah, I made you watch the trailer for this. Do you remember that? I do. And I said how much I love Taylor Swift and couldn't wait to lo- uh, look at this documentary right do you remember that as well i do did i say that yeah i don't like taylor swift anymore look <laughs> what does it made her look bad or something i just she's an airhead oh really she's a total airhead yeah i mean uh, I, I you never really see her in the public sphere so i have no clue what she's like so i'm not surprised i guess right uh uh, at the end, she sh- tries to get political and motivated and like things like that. But uh, it's a very Me Too movement uh, movie because it's also about the rape. And yeah, I-, I don't want to even go into it. I just fucking hated this movie with the passion. And I, I-, I like Taylor Swift, but I just... I didn't. I didn't understand what this movie was trying to tell me. I didn't care what this movie was trying to tell me, and I got really surprised when I saw this was an, on in Sundance Festival and actually had won some prizes. So I was kind of having high expectations, I guess. But I gave this movie three and a half. 
Okay. Um, yeah. yeah. I, I wasn't going to watch yeah. it anyways, but if anybody did want to watch it, I guess it's not very good. <laughs> you have no interest in this movie whatsoever. No, I'm, I promise. No. <laughs> I promise you. Hey, let's talk about the movie that uh, didn't get to get uh, reviews. Uh, let's watch the trailer for Gretel and Hansel. I'm called Gretel, and this rough one here is my brother Hansel. Mm. Almost like the name of the movie. <laughs> you think there's violin players who are just like, just classically trained in making horror movie trailers? <laughs> this reminds me very of The Witch. Have you ever seen The Witch? I think so. Yeah, I liked it. It was a very good horror movie. Because you're a pig. Look! It smells of cake! How Stylistically, it's that? pretty cool. Oh. Whoa, Illuminati. Oh. I didn't know the witch was in the Illuminati. Careful with that, dear. <laughs> I'd hate for you to start something you can't stop. How did she get because braces? I'm called Gretel, and this rough one here is my brother Hansel. Doesn't that look like the witch has braces? Hmm. I hate this music, though. Something wrong here, but it's so pleasant. Where are all the? I mean, it's hor classic horror movie trailer music. It's nothing super special. Gretel. That was a cool shot. Again, a giant triangle. Yeah. There's some Illuminati yeah. stuff going on here. To see what is hidden and to take it. It looks cooler than the reviews I've gotten. That's for sure. We were given the same gift. The same. Ah! What was that? It was uh, like a liquid um, uh, metal. Oh, okay. Yeah. She's a magician, Fro. She's pulling the. The, f the flags out of her mouth. <laughs> so, what is this totally Oscar-nominated movie all about? When a m their mother descends into madness, siblings Gretel and Hansel must fend for themselves in the dark and unforgiving woods. Hungry and scared, they stumble upon a bounty of food left outside an isolated home. Invited inside by a seemingly friendly owner, the children soon suspect that her generous but mysterious behavior is part of a part of a sinister plan to do them harm. Uh, 55, oh, 5.5 out of 10 on IMDb, sorry. 59% on Rotten Tomatoes, 21% on Fandango, whatever that means, and 44% of Google users liked it. So we have a lower Google user score than we do IMDb or Rotten Tomato, Thank which you. is unusual. Very unusual. Uh, I went to our favorite review site in the whole world, uh, Common Sense Media, because that has become my favorite. Uh, definitely not PG-13, parents say. This is uh, uh, written by MomK48. Um, I picked out before the show even began. R-rated scary trailers wasn't expected. We ended up walking out shortly after it started. Too creepy. Very dark. 
I don't think we uh, could have made it uh, 87 minutes through it. Uh, I did it due to the diligence before. That's my fault. Uh, but the girls really wanted to see this, though. From adult perspective, the cinematography was cool and creepy, but not for kids. And then another parent said, uh, written by SJR, age uh, uh, 18 plus. Please don't see this. This definitely is not a show for kids. She calls it a show, Luke. It's extremely disturbing and dark. It's also really hard to follow as far as storyline goes. Very, very strange and odd. <laughs> Alright, I went to the Facebook. Uh, let's see, where should I start? Uh, Karen Zolwicki says, we went today, oh my god, it's a great visual film, amazing. Alice Cridge was so good, I can't wait until the Blu-ray is out, and I'm so glad to see it on the big screen. I totally recommend this film if you like The Witch or Hagenuza. I've never heard of that. Hagenzua. Yeah. Uh, go see this. Yeah. Do not wait. Uh, it will probably be in Buffalo in a short time, I guess. I don't, why are you posting on Facebook about your specific city? But <laughs> don't worry, Fro. It's going to be in Buffalo soon, so you'll you'll be able to see it when yeah. you fly to Buffalo. Um, <laughs> Joel, Joel Martinez. Joel Martinez Jr. says, uh, "Whatever you do, don't watch this movie at all. Just go home. For, just got home from watching it. By far the worst movie I've seen in the past few years." <laughs> the film really has nothing, nothing scary, no action, no, not, not an interesting story, no drama, nothing. It's just really, really slow and dull, which makes uh, you get bored to death. That's the only, uh, the only thing that was good was a small twist. Other than that, nothing else interesting happens. If you still want to go see it, at least you were warned. Uh, but be wise and save your money. Oh my god. <laughs> that was funny. Oh. Yeah, I don't think that will be an amazingly movie. I, I, I kind of want to see it, though. I have mixed feelings. I mean, it looks okay, but I, it does seem like it, it could just be really, really boring. Mm, but the trailer oh. made it look good. Uh, but you can't really trust trailers yeah. all that much, so. That's true. Uh, what other movie came out this week? Uh, the rhythm section, uh, which we talked about in the past. Stephanie Patrick veers down a path of self-destruction after a tragic plane crash kills her family. When Stephanie discovers it was an accident, she turns to a former CIA operative who can help her find the culprits. 5.5 uh, out of 10 on IMDb, 30% on Rotten Tomatoes. 59% uh, of Google users like this movie. Not great scores, to be honest. Directed by... Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm not seeing it. Oh, Reed Morano. Ever heard of him? No, don't think so. Uh, Jude has Jude Law, Blake Lively, Sterling K. Brown. Uh, yeah. Oh. Hmm. I like those actors, though. Right. And I saw the trailer, and I thought the trailer looked good. The scores, however, yeah. on IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes and everywhere else, not looking so hot. So I'm not really sure how to feel about it. 
so uh, let's go to the what they earned in money, money because that's interesting for the movie bet. Uh, right, last movie, uh, last movies in the, in this month's movie bet. Gretel and Hansel did six point one million dollars in the opening weekend. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Rhythm Section did two point seven million dollars in the opening section. Mm. So, who won uh, the bet? Which means I won blue? this month's bet. Uh, finally, I guess I won last time, didn't I? But. Uh, I won again. Yeah, you did. <laughs> uh, Bad Boys for Life was the biggest winner, or the biggest money maker in the opening weekend of the month of January was sixty-two point five million, and I think it actually did mm-hmm. like the best numbers out of the movies in the last at last weekend too. Even though new movies came out, it did still did better numbers than those movies. Uh, right in the in the in the last weekend, so that's interesting. Uh, but yeah, Bad Boys for Life, I win the bet. And I think I'm going to go with the one that all of a sudden just has become a huge thing. I, it started out as a joke between me and Fro, and now I think we're actually going to cover it, Fro. Uh, what is it? Oh, no. Is Pete Booty Judge in the CIA? Has become a big oh, question. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> it should be interesting. I mean, it's just like when we did... Uh, when we did Marianne Williamson, is she in a cult? This is just the same thing, except, right. you know, with a different political candidate. Mm-hmm. Super interesting. <laughs> I, no, I don't... I, I don't... Apparently, like, I haven't done a lot of research into it, but uh, it. I sent you a video about it, and I was like, oh, this is pretty funny. Yeah. What a silly conspiracy theory. And then I saw some more right. videos come out about it, and then I saw another guy talk about it, and I'm like, whoa, this is, like, actually a thing. I think maybe we need to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mind it. I I, I really don't. I'm, I'm kind of kidding with you because I, I saw that video and that video was so freaking amazingly bad. Right, exactly. But other than that. That's why it was funny yeah. to begin with. When we first saw it, me and you thought it was, I thought it was just like a silly joke or like a funny, maybe like a funny uh, Twitter meme or something like that. And then I started hearing more people oh. talk about it and there is some like actual evidence, some like, mm, ties to certain things some flight logs are involved so we'll talk about that what next week or the week after next week next week uh hey you want to go to audibletrial.com slash another digital citizen that's audibletrial.com slash another digital citizen you should do that because that supports this show and it also gets you a free audible book with your purchase of zero, 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 because you can try it for free for one month. Do it, do it now. <laughs> uh, so, uh, it says uh, here, uh, welcome to the Jeremy round where we will talk of some news. Senate votes to acquit Trump on articles on, of impeachment. Uh, what a shock! Yeah, we couldn't. We didn't call that. Um, I think everybody knew, no. but we said this like at the beginning that uh, this was not going to happen just because of the how the Senate oh. is constructed. So it was it was a exercise in futility, basically. This whole thing. Um, 
And yeah, it says senators voted 48 to 52 on abuse of power and 57 to 53 on obstruction, uh, falling well short of the two-thirds requirement for convicting and removing Trump from office. So that's the end of that whole saga. We'll see what happens next. Uh, if they try to hit him with something else as far as another type of impeachment. for I mean, he's done plenty of things that you could actually impeach him on and it would probably go through. Uh Killing of Soleimani might actually be one they could do next. You know what I'm saying? So let's see what happens mm-hmm. in the future. I would probably actually back impeachment uh, of killing Soleimani. Oh, yeah, de- definitely. I would agree to that. Uh, speaking of which, let's talk about the State of the Union last night. <laughs> you mean let's rip our uh, the papers directly on uh, national TV and act like kids? Oh well, that is that was at the end. Let's get to that part right at the end. What do you think of the speech and everything else? Uh, I thought the speech was totally very funny because I don't like them, Donald Trump, and he likes to escalate everything he does and how amazing the states are doing and things like that so i thought it was very funny comedy to watch it's sad that it's not comedy to watch (laughs) right i I mean the thing is i don't at least in my lifetime there's never been a president that did a state of the union address and went up there and went the country has gone to shit that's that's never happened you know what i mean it's always uh oh the country's doing great we're bringing in jobs like doesn't matter if it was Clinton, uh, Bush, Obama, Trump. It always is the the country's doing great, even if we're doing horribly, right? So uh, that's not really a surprise. But him bringing in uh, Juan Guaido, what do you think of that? Yeah. The fake Venezuelan president. President, yeah. Uh, I was very surprised by that, to be honest. A lot of people it took me by surprise. A lot of people, when Pete came out and just announced victory of Iowa, a lot of people were saying he right. gui- guidoed the Iowa caucus. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Is that the thing we can use from now on? As a verb, yeah. You just when you just. Yeah. You don't actually participate in the contest, and then you just announce yourself the winner. That's Guaidoing something now right. from now on. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Then I Guaido the 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 bet uh, the Oscar bet. <laughs> okay. The funny yeah. part is you probably so you know. it probably will come true because Fro always wins the Oscar bet. <laughs> I've never in the history of this podcast won the Oscar <laughs> bet. Now I'm just telling you now that I won. Okay. Before before the Oscar saving the world. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, We're gonna go yeah. pull a Guaido. <laughs> that sounds a little sexual. Does it? I guess so. It does kind of. Yeah. <laughs> pull a Guaido. Yeah, that sounds super sexual. Anyway, um, sorry. Uh, anything else? Uh, how is the numbers? Oh, let's talk about, uh, well, we'll talk about that in a second. Uh, Joe Rogan okay. coming out about the whole uh, situation with Bernie oh, yeah. this week. I what did you think about that? I didn't see that. Oh, in one, of, the, in one of his podcasts, uh, it was okay. with a, another comedian. The comedian ma- made a joke like, so who are you going to vote for, Joe? 
<laughs> like just messing with him. <laughs> and so it, it was right. like a, maybe a 15 minute part of uh, the podcast. I'll send it to you after the, after we finish here, um, talking to the guy okay. about everything. And basically he's saying, uh, I'm not any of those things. Everything they've said is untrue. And in the original clip where I was promote where I said I would vote for Bernie Sanders, uh, I even right. said the, that they take everything out of context, and then they used a clip of me saying everybody taking things out of context to take me out of context. <laughs> it was it's pretty good. Right. I'll let you check it out. Uh, another thing we found, uh, or I found, was this whole SoundCloud thing. Uh, there's this, uh, you, big name music streaming services like Spotify, Apple Music, and YouTube, YouTube and SoundCloud, uh, would be wary of offering unlicensed content to users, uh, because, uh, companies like Pro Music Rights say otherwise, uh, and have sued several companies. PMR basically monitors the usage and music belonging to artists they represent. Last year, PMR sued Spotify for over $1 billion in U United States dollars damages. Uh, this is about the fact that Apple, SoundCloud, and YouTube are being sued by this, con uh, uh, this company, uh, PMR, just kind of like how these companies sue different YouTube channels and things like that. But this happened right, right. last week. Uh, January 30th is when this uh, came out, uh, that they were suing them uh, the lawsuit the company also seeks a maximum of $150,000 compensation for each willing infringement of copyright act so uh, this company coming after SoundCloud for this which is kind of new I mean we've seen it with definitely with Apple iTunes we've seen it with YouTube but SoundCloud is kind of uh, just now getting pulled into this which we thought was interesting after a whole debacle we had with SoundCloud last week yeah definitely it's like, I, I, I still can't believe that happened. I talked to my dad about it, and he was like, that sounds very interesting. Why did you get attacked? And I was like, I really don't know. <laughs> uh, so what are the numbers up to? How many percent? Yeah, let's check that out. Um, I'm getting multiple results for some reason right now let me reload this okay so okay i'm getting different percentage numbers from two different places one is saying we have 75 percent one place is saying we have 85 percent and new york times saying 75 percent so uh i guess we're gonna go with that one i don't know the Are other one says we have 85 percent but i it's just uh. I don't, it's, for, is this, a, uh, oh, it's from the Associated Press. I'm not, we're okay. not going to do the percentages because it's ridiculous. But right now, delegate-wise, which is actually what matters for, like, the person who gets the most delegates is the person who becomes the nominee. So what really matters here, not necessarily percentage or votes or anything else, delegate numbers. Right now, Buttigieg, 11 delegates, Bernie Sanders, 11 delegates, Elizabeth Warren, 5 delegates, Joe Biden, 0, Amy Klobuchar, Tom Steyer, everybody else zero. Uh, as of right now, it's pretty much the same as it was earlier. 26.7 for Buttigieg, 24.4 for Bernie Sanders. So 
uh, Sanders went down slightly, but so did Buddha Judge. So there you go. Yeah. Because it was at twenty six point nine, and now it's at twenty six seven. Right. Bernie was at twenty five point two, and now he's at twenty four point four. We still have fifteen percent to go. So we'll see. I mean, those numbers could go anywhere. It's still close. It's too close to call still. Um, as far as who's going to win the percentage, uh, delegate wise right now, they're going to get the same amount of delegates according to the numbers we have. Uh, Bernie Sanders, according to the numbers, got more total votes, uh, so far, right. which, yeah. So those are the three which different metrics we have to look at. Sadly. Yeah. No, especially not in a caucus because there's all these different buildings. So if in one building Bernie got a ton of people, but in another building he didn't get as many people, but he still beat somebody, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, it can all even out in a caucus. So the total vote total does right. not matter that much in a caucus. Uh, the real thing we want to look at is the delegates. And right now, those two are tied. Elizabeth Warren, five. The big story, Joe Biden with zero delegates. Zero, yeah. Meaning, uh, he, I mean, he's one of the big losers. He's As far as delegates go uh, right now, uh, Joe Biden is tied with Michael Bennett. Or I guess who are no he's not even in anymore. He's tied with Amy Klobuchar. Joe Biden and Klobuchar are tied, you know, so hmm. Yeah, no, <laughs> it will be interesting. When is New Hampshire? Next week. Uh I, we've got it on our list. Uh February eleventh, so yeah. And that that is what day? Uh, that's Tuesday, right? Is it? I, yeah. I, you'd, I'd have to look it up. I'm not. I'm bad with dates and names. I think so because it's the fifth today. I know that. Right. So okay. It has to be that. That yeah. makes sense. Math. <laughs> I'm the one with dyslexia <laughs> and dyscalculia. <laughs> Right, yeah. so yeah, it's going to be the, the day before the podcast again, uh, which is all right, but I've realized it's not great for Fro, because that means no. Fro has has to find it somewhere <laughs> like instantly, but luckily we haven't had any problem with it in the past. No, we haven't. No, it will be interesting. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Okay, so next week we will give you the 110% <laughs> result of Caucus. I love waiting for the caucus. That's just what she said. Uh, <laughs> we, will... <laughs> we will do the Messiah episode 6 review. We will do another digital review of a movie that I'm really looking forward to, Birds of Prey. Uh, then we will do the main topic, and that was what, Luke? Uh... I think we're actually going to switch it around and we're going to move my pick to the week after because it, uh, I think we should move yeah. a little away from what, what we're talking about this week. Uh, so we're going to do Edgar Casey next week and then the week after that we're going to do is Pete, Pete Buttigieg in the CIA. Edgar Casey. Okay. You know who this is, from? No. No clue. Some, somebody tipped me off to this. Apparently he's was like a... What is a uh, person who sees the future? You know, a, a Nostradamus kind of figure. Uh, 
right. uh, who made a bunch of predictions about the future in like the 50s. Uh, so we're going to see if any of them came true and check out this guy's life. And I think the most interesting part is going to be see what what his predictions were and see if any of them have come true in 2020. Yeah. And we will also tell uh, tell you who won the um, uh, Oscar Becks, even though I won already. Uh, what are the news that we're going to cover next week? I think it says that the Razzies are like the nominations are going to come out on Saturday. So me and you might make a right. bet and then we'll talk about the Razzies. But I don't think we're going to be able to do the bet on air, but whatever. No. That's probably what we were going to do, yes. I yeah. Agree. Yeah. Uh, yeah, what else are we going to cover uh, besides Birds of Prey, Messiah? Uh, yeah, that's it. But uh, what news are we going to cover next week, Luke? Uh, besides the primary and the debate? Uh, I don't yeah. know. You have, you have to guess three things. Remember? Oh, we're doing that now. I, 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 thought I, w- I was still in the what, what's happening next week uh section of the podcast okay right. uh yes you have to guess three things uh, you want me to guess first yes please okay the eiffel tower uh is going to be this uh destroyed because they want to use the steel for something else um maluskas are going to be found uh the uh, smuggling drugs and uh, Samsung comes out with a new phone that shows 3D. Uh, let's see. There's going to be like some some type of Middle Eastern artifacts found in like uh, in Norway or Sweden or Denmark. Somewhere way up where they shouldn't be. That's going to happen. Right. Uh, okay. Some singer, uh, you know, pop artist is going to be right. found to be embezzling money somewhere. And okay. we're going to get something about Ghislaine Maxwell. Oh, wait, have I guessed that like every week? Oh. <laughs> Someday. You <laughs> Someday I will be right. Yeah. <laughs> yes. A broken clock, as they when say. And you wish upon <laughs> a star. <laughs> Okay, my name is uh, Fro, I think, yes. And I come from Norway. What's your name? My name is uh, Lukith. And where are you from? Uh, I'm from Canada. (laughs) Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, citizen.